The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. Find out more about how you can become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash sunranto. You get the show early. You get the show completely ad-free. You get access to our show notes, all of our game matchup notes. It's a great deal. So join us. It's only a dollar a month. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. If you never want to hear me say this again, just go give us a dollar a month at Patreon.com slash Sunranto, and you'll never have to hear me say this in a podcast again. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Do it! Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old self beers out at the game. Let's go, Covey Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable loser. Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable losers. Sunranto. Hey guys, it's Danny Rocket and the Cubs stink. It's been five years since we've won the World Series. They're back to their 106 hey, year hey, slump. Kid, get out of here. What are you doing? This is my show. Get out of here, Keeks. Gosh darn kids, always playing tricks on me here at the at the old casa. You know, um, I, I the, my the niece, co- my niece Kiara, everybody, get out nice. of here. Yeah, you know what? I just figured that the Cubs have reverted to their like 1970s fucking form, and I thought maybe you had done the same. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> um, oh my god, dude, and I I feel so bad. Uh, I think that might have been the worst, like maybe memorable worst game yesterday that I that I brought those kids to with my brother in law, <laughs> my sister. You know, we all go in. Of course, we don't get in there until like the 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 third inning. The bottom of the third is where we walk in as uh as the the, the oh so they were already down six. Oh, I walked in. I walked into a six nothing ball game. I heard the grand slam from the parking lot as I walked up. T- to Dodger Stadium, me and by the way, thousands and thousands and thousands of other fans heard that from the parking lot. Everybody's looking at their phones. What happened in the game? Because <laughs> we heard the crowd roar, and we're like, "God damn it!" But um, hey, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. I'm actually Danny Rocket, not my niece Kiara. We got Crawley in the hizzy. How you doing, Crawley? Uh, I, I'll just sing your song because I'm I'm not home. Obviously, I'm in Los Angeles. Creepy Crawley hiding under rocks, living in a tree. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I mean, uh, you know, you staying up late watching these games and, and most of the time it was a disappointment. Uh, I was at Club 400, uh, on Saturday night. So that was a lot of fun, even though the result wasn't great, but, uh, it's been all right. Uh, how you doing there, uh, Michael Cotton with your dumpster fire background going on today? I'm hungover. 
Like, I don't feel good. I, it's, you know, and it's not like one of those horrible hangovers where you can't function. It's the kind where you're just tired and strung out. You know what I mean? Like, you just, like, you wake up and you're just like, I think I slept 10 hours, but I feel like I've slept 10 minutes. And it's just kind of a shitty day. Yeah, kind of like Addison Russell after a night at Bottle Blonde or something. Yeah. Playing shortstop, phoning it in, forgetting how many outs there are. Yep. Sweating out alcohol like the whole day. <laughs> it's like, it's not even hot. Why am I sweating? Because <laughs> your body is rejecting poison. Um. All right. Where should we start, fellas? I mean, I, how, about, how about this? Do, do any of the Cubs deserve to be all-stars? Um, you know, it's Patrick Wisdom. I mean, if you take a look here, these are the guys that the Cubs are promoting today. Rizzo, Baez, Bryant, Peterson, Contreras. Uh, Shrug, I guess, maybe the earlier version of Bryant. I mean, he's had a pretty good season up until the June swoon. So uh, that that would be, I guess, the one I would kind of really lean towards. They They aren't really promoting anybody. This is like, it's on autopilot, right? Like the fucking intern just like plugs in the names. They don't care whether or not these guys are having good seasons or bad seasons or whatever. It's like, oh, these are our starters. Let's put them up for all star. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I, I guess that's part of it. it I, there's a there's money to be made here too. Like for the, I think they make a lot of these guys make the all star team. They get an extra fifty grand or more. It, so I th- I think they want it. There's the prestige of it and everything. Personally, I think they should all go home and rest. Like. Rizzo's back is killing him. Javi Baez it doesn't have his head in the game. Chris Bryant's in a slump. Hey, maybe being an all-star will actually help Chris Bryant because he's like, oh, my dad will pitch to me, and it'll be just like <laughs> when I was a little kid and he swung I mean, me around after I scored a little league home run. You can make that argument any year with the all-star break because you'd prefer we the actually, players to go home, yeah. We actually do make that argument every right. fucking year. Every right. year we're every like, year. don't vote for the Cubs. Let them fucking go home. This is a brutal, ridiculous season for any league. They play 162 games in like 180 days, and they could use the time off. Like, I don't know. It, it's ridiculous. So, uh, you know, we were taking a look at some of the news of the a um, lot of rehab starts are happening all of a sudden. Yeah, that's good news. Uh, yeah, that, that that's good news. But, I mean, Horner. I don't I, – I'm Nico Horner started in Iowa the other day. Uh, Justin Steele's been going, uh, you know, some of these guys. But, like, I don't know. Are, are, did you ever think that we would be at a se- point in the season where we're like, we really need Matt Duffy and Nico Horner to get back? Like, is this really <laughs> – is this really what we're doing? Well, it would maybe help the whole like solo homer debacle that the Cubs are in the middle of. Like they mostly score their runs by solo homers. So like they lose, you know, games like six to two and you're like, well, they had a couple dongs. <laughs> like who cares? You know, it's like not even worth anything. It's literally the same issue. They, they aren't hitting quite so bad, but it's the exact same way this season started. And then on accident, fucking Duffy and Horner showed up. Wisdom came in, did some stuff. Like these, these guys are all fucking accidents. These are these are the major league, uh, you know, players from the movie that Ricketts never wanted to see out there. Be- 
or he thought he wanted to see out there because he thought, well, this team's going to suck. And now that's what we need. We need the guys who don't give a shit, don't have, you know, any, they aren't upset with anybody because they're just trying to get into the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're all playing for their next job, really, yeah. right now. None of these guys are getting paid. Like, Duffy's like, I don't even know what his deal is, but it certainly isn't. It's probably like, I mean, he's just like a one year guy, right? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, I didn't even yeah, know if he, he was going to make the team, you know? <laughs> it's like when this started. And then Wisdom were like, oh, he's on us now. <laughs> you know, like, we, nobody was clocking these guys as being even a part of it. And you're right. Like, nobody was expecting to need these dudes, but. We, that is the diversity that the audience, that the offense has been lacking this entire time. And now I wonder, like, even Sogard, like, people hate him. I don't like him and his politics and stuff like that. But regardless, like, he's one of those pesky dudes that'll work account, get on base, and you kind of need that guy. So as much as, like, I don't like him or, like, don't, you know, you just wonder if, uh, well, can we get a designated runner for Eric Sogard then? Because, sure, he can get on base, but once he's there, he's a fucking out waiting to happen. Yeah. He's not I, I that great on getting on base. That. He's not that yeah. great getting on base either. I mean, yeah. right. so we just, just to kind back. of yeah. – Right. Horner went one for two in AAA the other day. Trevor Williams threw two scoreless innings and struck out two. Uh, Justin Steele gave up a homer in his first inning, retiring the other three batters he faced. So that's kind of where we are right now, but, but – I'm looking at this, and and I, I'm, I, I don't know. I think for me, you sound down, Crawley. You sound real I, depressed. I, I, I this was a really important road trip. We talked about this being a very important road trip. Four in LA, three in Milwaukee. You went one and three in LA, and yet for the most part, you didn't look good doing it. Yeah, and honestly, um, maybe they weren't even good in that first game. It's just that the fucking pitchers. You know, the Dodgers were so bad and the pitchers fucking, you know, kept them from scoring at all or hitting at all. I mean, the Dodgers could have really stepped on a lot more next during that series than they actually did. I mean, there was, you know, and well, let's get into the series in a second. But I, I still want to get back into like the all star thing. I want to get back into the idea of it. Do the, any Cubs deserve an all star nod? Like from like, for example, Kimbrell. Does he deserve to go to the All-Star game? Like, who do you think on the Cubs is actually, like, at the top of the league in their position right now? Yeah, I could. I would definitely agree with Kimbrell. Contreras? Being there. Um, yeah, I think Contreras is, is one of, if not the best, uh, you know, catcher in the league. You know? Right. So. You got, like, like I said, Kimbrell for sure. KB. And then you can make the argument about Chafin and Tapera, but here's the thing: other than closers, set of guys never really make the All Star no, game. Never make it. No, that's never. All, it's, no. it's a bunch of elite starting pitchers, and then like three close, three of the best closers, or two of the best closers. That's how that works always. Right. I mean, yeah, you'd you don't probably go. Ready. You probably go. Buster Posey is the starter, and then Wilson, the second guy coming in. Uh, yeah, and Josh brings up a good point, though. Contreras needs to rest most of all. You know yeah. he wants to be at that All-Star game. I'm even thinking of, like, guys that, you know, KB will go up there and be like, oh, it was a great honor to be named an All-Star yet once again. And, and Wilson Contreras will be up there crying. It's like, oh, man, I'm doing this for my family and my brothers, and I love you, Mom. And, you know, like, <laughs> you know, he'll be like that guy. So, you know, I kind of want it for him for that reason, you know. 
Right. And I mean, I guess, and I guess if you're going, it might not be that taxing as long as you're not doing any of the other bullshit, you know, like that's the hard part is like kind of the, the hoopla around the all-star game. If you could kind of fucking skip that, like it wouldn't be that bad because really they're only going to play an inning. Right, when we're, and, and what you're talking about mainly is the home run derby, which people say taxes a lot of people. And, yeah. and that's the big one. It is the dumbest fucking contest ever. Yeah, it's which, just it's just which, fucking stupid. It's not interesting. Nothing like I I, I don't know what the fuck. I if you want to have a home run derby, I want uh, position players throwing to pitchers. That's it. One home run, you win. Fucking walk off. <laughs> that's it. No one watches your home run derby, Michael. Like that no is one, probably the least. Do people rated. really? I can't believe people watch this fucking home me, run derby. Me and Crawley got together with Dallas from Australia yeah. just to watch the home run derby. Really, <laughs> Michael? Why? Eyes. Why? Because Kyle Schwarber was in it. And by the way, Kyle Schwarber's going to win this sucker this year. You know what? No I fucking. Mind. You're right. I have turned it on. I've turned it on. It's like, oh, is it Rizzo? Is it Schwarber? Is it KB? Oh, it's not one of those guys. I'm out. Well, remember, I'm, not, I'm just going to flip back and forth yeah, until I see I only, there's a Cubs player. I won't fucking watch the thing. It's somewhat interesting for your player, but in recent years, even that, I've been like, why do I want to fuck? Like, I watch my guy hit home runs, and I'm still like. This is fucking boring. This is stupid. Oh, man. I, I don't know. When Schwarber was there, it was pretty awesome. And then I think – actually, I think Schwarber wasn't in it, Danny, when we went with Dallas. It was, it was uh, awesome Vladimir Guerrero watch, Jr. It was awesome watching oh. Schwarber get cheated out of the home run title by uh, Harper in his home ballpark. That's and his, right. his, his roided-up right. dad. You're yeah. right. That was that was a different one. I was at uh, this Daddy, Daddy Roids. Daddy Roids. <laughs> I would, yeah, Daddy Roids. Dan, he's – like from by his dad, you know, just huge giant muscles. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. Uh, you might have heard of the Spotify Green Room app when it was known as Locker Room, where uh, we do a show every single Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central about all sorts of different things. It's a conversation that you can have with us. Last time we did uh, our Cubs regrets, and the time before we talked to Matt Cameron about his Cubs art. It was awesome. Well, uh, guess what? Now on Spotify Green Room, we still have a show at 6 p.m. Central, and you can come and hang out with us. All you got to do is download this audio-only sports talk platform on the iOS and Android app store. It wasn't available for Android before. It is now. So uh, check in with us there. Download the Spotify Green Room app. Follow Sunranto Show. Uh, and uh, you'll find us every single Tuesday. And you might find all sorts of other stuff. You can start your own darn room if you want to. Uh, just download it for free. Create a profi- profile. Link your Twitter. Join the MLB group. Join the uh, Cubs group. And uh, follow Sunranto Show. Be notified when my room goes live. And um, anyway, see you Tuesday. Come come by 6 Central on the new Spotify Green Room app. Thanks for sponsoring the podcast, Spotify Green Room. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I think I'm breaking up, aren't I? You did a little bit. I'll now, uh, 
you know, other than the All-Star game, there is where well, there was exciting news for nerds oh, like wait, me. Wait, one more thing about the All-Star game. How do you guys like the jerseys? The soccer jerseys. Did you see these? It, it, it really is a soccer jersey. Yeah, what are they I doing? Did. They're like, hey, people like soccer now. Uh, let, let's uh, get in on this action and make soccer jerseys for baseball. What do you? Th- I didn't even fucking understand it. Like it was confusing yeah. to me when I first saw it. I again, this is like the Wrigleyville jersey. This is the kind of shit you see at the truck stop on I eighty near Chicago. Uh, I think it looks like garbage. Uh, it looks like trash. I don't. I don't even know what I'm looking at. I don't know why. Like it has that like teal over here. I don't know. So the, when when the marquee jersey came out, you know the the or Wrigleyville jersey. I'm sorry. When the Wrigleyville jersey came out, here's the thing: is that like Nike makes it so the lower tier jerseys aren't that expensive, but the authentics are through the roof. The authentic jerseys are like $500. And so when you get the, the ones that they're, they're, they're the replica jerseys, you got the replica and the authentic, like the replica kind of just seems like really cheapish, like in yeah. material and yeah. quality. So yeah, like majestic, majestic used to have the contracts. They had it and, and, and it was like, they were pretty good jerseys even for the replica. And then I think like the authentic were like 350. So like, and they were really good quality. And I mean, like, like I said, it was what the players wore. But like now, Nike is like I said, the, the the prices are lower for the replicas, but they're cheaper quality, and the authentics are super out of, out of the price. No one's paying five hundred dollars well, a jersey. Well, no, they are lower dollars. Yeah, they, that's the, a lot of the money price, anyway. Yeah, well, I was just gonna say, Danny, the the prices are lower than the authentics, but one hundred forty dollars was about what. It was that's not much lower than what the authentics used to cost. Used to be. Well, it's a they were authentics like another used to be bucks. like one eighty, right? Yeah. No, two. No, no, they were they're two fifty more. Yeah. Well, what do you guys think of the hat? I like the hat a little bit more. It's got a big star, the Cubs see in the middle. They got the it's purple garbage. there because of the Rockets, the Rockies. No, nope, nobody's ever fucking put red with purple and pulled it off. <laughs> Why? This is a thing. Like, Crawley, you brought up the teal. There's, you know, I've always hated the purple. Uh, I know some people actually do like purple, but who likes teal? Who out there? Why, why do professional sports leagues keep pushing this fucking color on anybody? Nobody ever. I have never met a single person. I've never seen anybody out there go, you know what my favorite color is? Teal. I really like teal. I like not blue, not green. I like this teal. I like this fucking color that makes everything look dumb. Teal, like, it, teal is nice for like a beach house. That's the only team, place. Everything looks like the yeah. Miami Dolphins when you wear teal and you put like that bright orange with it. And then you're automatically the, just the Miami Dolphins. And you're automatically on the Golden, the Golden Girls. The Dolphins are the only ones that ever kept that color. Every other fucking team that's ever used it has gotten rid of it, you know, because you remember in the nineties, it was, it was teal forever. It was fucking, uh, Miami had it. I don't believe you. Is it, is it AT Kristen S writes (laughs) in, it's my favorite color. You're, you're it then you're the, you're you're the the exception that proves the rule. Yeah. But 
yeah, yeah. I don't know. Can, I, can we talk about? Can we talk about this series? Can we, before we before we get there, just a couple things. We got uh, our uh, taking a look here at the vaccination rate. No positives. Good. Twenty three out of the thirty clubs have reached the eighty five percent threshold. So, Cubs still now one of the seven teams that have not. And Danny, I know you are going to be excited about this one here, but the Cubs announced their first giveaway. They did have the U Darvish thing, but it wasn't a stadium giveaway where you walk into the door and they hand you something. You had to buy the 50-50 tickets. This was last year they were going to do this. Now it's this year. It's a Chia Pet Craig Kimbrell. And Danny, I don't know why I thought of you when I saw this, but it's a grow a beard. So you grow the plant and it grows a beard for Craig Kimbrell. So that's July 7th. Now, I don't want the Chia Craig. But I'm really hoping the bobbleheads from 2020 come out. The, the bobbleheads of Craig Kimbrell? No, there's bobbleheads of Javi Baez dressed as a magician making a tag at second. Oh, there's so a, this was supposed to go out last year is what you're telling me. This was yeah, so they're still not paying money is what we're yeah, hearing. Like, Everything that they've already had, they're, they're just running it out there as if it's new, just like they did with the team. Well, they have they have it all in storage. All this stuff is in storage somewhere, and so they have to make a deal. So every time you do this, it's presented by somebody, and so they got to rework that sponsorship deal, make sure it's good. But there's three more bobbleheads that are out there from 2020 that were never given away, plus an 84 replica jersey, which I'm dying to get. Yeah, oh, I remember that. I wanted that one too. Um, well, I do kind of like that uh, Craig Kimbrell grow beard. That's that's probably the only kind of giveaway that I would uh, actually <laughs> enjoy having. You know, I, I I already been clocking tickets for that event. Um, and and the, those are uh, those are kind of empty inside because you put a little water in there, right? So that the things can grow. So I'm assuming you could make that into a bong, like no problem. <laughs> That's pretty you much could... my plan. Actually, I was gonna make uh, I was gonna make uh, Craig Kimbrell chia bud, and I was just gonna grow pot <laughs> right off of his chin because it's legal in Illinois now. So I could just you know there'd be a big old bushy bud coming off of Craig Kimbrell's beard. Um, anything else uh, extracurricularly before we get into this Dodger series? Um, because, man, uh, it started so well. You know, you get a, a combined no hitter, and we, we well, there's a poem that goes along with this. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, gotta, hold yeah. on. I gotta bring it up. Poetry? Okay. I was uh, not ready because, I, like I said, I'm fucking hungover, guys. I'm slow on the draw. Slow on the uptake. I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. Don't worry. Yeah, it's. I mean, it did start so well. It really did. I mean, and uh, I was at dinner, and Scotty Pippen was actually at the dinner. Well, he wasn't at my dinner; he was near my dinner. And uh, but he was at the restaurant I was at. GT Prime was having like kind of an anniversary dinner with Nicole, and it was wonderful. And then I'm just kind of clocking the game on on game day, and I'm like, oh my god, there's a no hitter going on. When I look, you know, oh, they hey, look, they still got no hits. Dodgers still got no hits. And I'm like, well, I can't jinx it. So I just keep it on game day and I keep just looking at my phone. And then for the last out, I was like, screw this. I don't even believe in jinxes. So I turned on the radio and, uh, and you know, it was exciting. Like I was like, I'm going to press record and tape my radio, like just you know, tape what I'm listening to right now. My cat walks by in the video and I make this video of the last out. Wait, uh, did you news. have a cassette tape? Was it like that? Was it like 1980s Danny hitting play with a cassette tape and 
you know, uh, now that would have been the something top 40. Except for there wouldn't have been video because my cassette player, even back then, did not record video. It was my, my super eight camera that I had to wind. No, it was um, it, no, it was I just taped it and I couldn't believe how that resonated with the Twitter audience because I just like posted that up at midnight and the next day people were like, that is authentic. It's like people are dying because it's an old ass radio. It's from Nicole's grandma's when she died. Like we went through her house and like, you know, you know, kind of they organized everything and there was this radio and I was like, oh, I would kind of take this. And so I did. I took that radio and it's like super old. Like, and I actually have two because I got my own old radio too, but this one's even older. So that's when I listen on. And it's just like, it's great, man. The scratchy sound and the one little crappy speaker. And like, it's way oh, I, better than listening on my phone and game day app. Like I, it's my favorite sound of summer is that crackly radio. I and, didn't even it, see this. You, you said you, you made a video and put yeah, it on yeah, Twitter look, or whatever. It's probably about 1500 tweets ago. So you have to right. scroll back because <laughs> that was four days ago. So you yeah. got to remember like how prolific I am. All but, right. <laughs> But you got your poem? I, I do. Cause this Because this was a poetic game. This was the good one. This was the good one, yeah. yeah. So Cub, Cub Poem 75, Chicago 4, LA 0. The game winner, a Baez bomb, because Dodgers had no hits. Sure, Willie went yard for two, and RBI Marisnik, but it was Baez. Because Dodgers had no hits. Davies threw 18. TCK got 9. Wilson, 27 combined. Because Dodgers had no hits. That's it. Do you call that one Dodgers had no hits? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you should. Okay. I mean, they, they, don't, they, don't all have, they don't all have titles, but that one kind of has. I mean, yeah. what are you going to do? Well, yeah. Well, here's the Cubs. Luckily, did have hits. Eight of them. They scored the four runs. Uh, Javi's been booed at Dodger Stadium this whole. He was even booed yesterday, and he promptly homer. So go ahead, keep booing Javi, Dodgers fans. Why? Why are they booing Javi? What, is, what like did Javi do? They don't like him. They think he's our best player, so they boo him. Uh, that, yeah. That's it. Like, there's no, there's no like good fucking beef or anything. Like, I don't think so. I can't think of it. Wasn't, I think they Javi, Contreras, that's who people ha usually hate. Javi had the, whatchamacallit, 2016, he was the NLCS co-MVP, wasn't he? Was that right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, but still, like, really? Against that the was Dodgers? Five years ago, you just won the World Series. Like, why are you booing him? So, but he, he went, you know, he homered in the first, put us up, uh, you know, I, God, it, you know, this game, I really had such hope because if you remember my prediction on the last show was that if the Cubs win the first game, they will take three or four. And if they lose the first game, they will lose three or four. And I had three or four so as well. <laughs> this was a bizarre game because you had Walker Bueller, who hadn't lost since like he hadn't lost all season. And, 2019, it had been in two years. Right. And so two, Walker Bueller comes in against Zotch. And you're thinking to yourself, there's no way that the Cubs have a chance in this game. The lineup looked like shit. Yeah, look at uh, this. Like a, <laughs> yeah, I did. Beeson, Bryant, Baez, Rizzo, Contreras, then Ortega, Hayward, who I want to talk about a little bit, then Sogard and Davies. So, like, half that's half the guys out there. It's just not going to do much for you. So, and then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, you got a no-hitter going, and – 
I want to say it was the fifth inning. He uh, Zach blew through it pretty quick. He didn't use a lot of pitches. Was able to get out for the sixth inning. Some people thought he might have been able to go out for the seventh. Uh, he was pinch hit. Mariznick hits the single, uh, and, and it's all good. But I mean, that was history that we watched, and there, it's always fun when you get to that point and you're thinking like, maybe this is going to happen. Yeah, and uh, you see the three-headed monster at the end of it. Davies goes the sixth. That's except for the five walks. I mean, here's they they walked eight guys, and the Cubs do walk a lot of dudes. Um, and struck out only seven between them all. Uh, Kimbrel with three of those strikeouts to end the game. Uh, but, yeah, I you know, I saw so, I saw somebody posted some sort of number. There's a stat out there that rates these no hitters, and there's points given for the walks. And the strikeouts and stuff like that, like, and it's kind of like a, uh, I think it's like a golf score. The lower the score, it's better. And it was like the highest scoring no hitter that there's ever been thrown or some shit. Yeah. yeah I mean, eight, eight walks is unusual in a no hitter. Well, it reminded me of Jake Arietta's no hitter in Cincinnati. How many did he walk in that? Seven? I don't know. It was not I good. Thought it was, I thought it was six, but yeah, it was, six. it was a lot. So, well, there was, uh, but it was some interesting. It, it's the first one ever, right? Right. And so, interesting facts here. That was their, oh, if you right, look right. here, they pitched their 17th no hitter in franchise history, their first combined no hitter, also their eighth no hitter on the road, tied for most of any team in baseball. It's the sixth time in the last 50 years a defending champ has been no hit. And so, it's so weird because, you know, you went. Such a long stretch for the Cubs. I think it was Milt Pappas who yeah. who had the last one in the seventies. Like the yeah. And then all of a sudden, like nothing until Carlos Sambrano in two thousand eight. And now it's like ridiculous. It's like nonstop, which I'm not gonna complain about. But you got Zambrano eight, you got Arietta fifteen, you got Arietta sixteen, uh, I know you got Alec Mills in there, and now you got Zach and, and crew combined. Am I well, missing in, any in there? Uh, the only one you're missing is when they got themselves no hit, which hadn't happened in like 80 years. Yeah. The last like it was some was bullshit. Like Sandy yeah. Koufax or so the Dodgers. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's like, it's, you know, that's on the, the, the wrong side of it, but it's still, it's in this stretch of fucking crazy no hitters going but, on. You know, it's also funny about this game is that they didn't know it was a no hitter. Like, and, and I tried to look at Kimbrel cause uh, when Wilson Contreras comes running out at him, you know, I mean, he usually does like, hey, we won. I'm going to, you know, high five you. We'll walk somewhere together. And instead, it's like he just jumps on him. And, and I kind of see one moment where Craig's like, wait, what happened? <laughs> like, he's like, oh, wait, no hits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I had, a, I had a few tweets about this and, uh, you know, positing what I think happened. I mean, the bullpen did not know there was a no hitter because the MLB app is blacked out. They couldn't watch the fucking game. So they're, they're back there. No clue what the fuck they're watching. But, they're watching the goddamn like, uh, Mets versus the nationals or some shit because they can't watch their own fucking game. No, they, they have, they, they do have a TV in the bullpen that doesn't really have volume. And then the other it's, thing from it's a joke. I know from what they what they were saying though is that where the bullpen is and Danny you were just there I mean 
very far away from the on-field action, and they can't really see parts of the scoreboard. So, I mean, think about it. Zach has, you know, five walks. you got a bunch of traffic, and then Tapera had a walk, and so did uh, Chafin. And so you see all these guys on base, and so you're not really thinking that. You know what I mean? And then, obviously, whenever you throw a no-hitter, we see it. Like, all of a sudden, around the fifth, sixth inning, everyone starts, like, ignoring the guy and not talking about it. It becomes a big deal. But yeah, Except the, for that guy wasn't pitching anymore. Right. And, and so with the combined <laughs> thing, you don't have that. So it's just a weird one. So yeah. I would love to see sort of the, as each guy came off, right? Because none of them knew. Tapera didn't know. Chafin didn't know. But so Tapera comes off and they're like, hey, man, nice job. We got no hitter going. And he's like, what the fuck? And then like, he's sitting in there watching Chafin come on. Like him and Davies are like, yeah, he doesn't fucking know either. And then like, he comes off and like, you know, that would be an interesting sort of just watching how that happened. Well, and Carl, you and I saw it when we sat right behind the bullpen uh, in Detroit because, you know, these guys, they get up, they stretch a little bit. They're trying to keep loose out there. Then, like, you know, they're laying on the ground on one of those rollers for a while, just trying to, like, loosen their muscles. And then they might throw a little bit. Then they go in and get, get some water and they come out like they've got their kind of work to prepare themselves to do that as and they're just waiting for the call. Like, and they're kind of watching the game. They're seeing what's happening, but like, they've got their own thing that they've got to do. Uh, and so, uh, you know, th- their job is to, to look down the lineup and think about how, oh, how am I going to attack this guy if they call for the lefty or, you know, that's, that's their gig. So I understand and, how they can miss it. Yeah. And the coaches are down there, you know, with baseball superstition. They're like, we're not fucking saying, we're anything. not telling them. We're not, <laughs> we're not letting, we're not, we're not even going to say the word. We're just, you know, Chad, say Nob- you know, Chad Noble knew. You know, like Borzy knows. Well, Borzy's yeah. in the dugout, but oh, uh, motherfuckers probably talking on that phone <laughs> to the dugout, and you know, Rossi's like, they better be ready, man. We gotta, we gotta fucking no hitter. But Will- like, Wilson Contreras with a great game. That's his first no hitter, um, this- and then two run that- shot too. You know, so that's pretty amazing. So, okay, we've seen a few of these combined no hitters this year, right? Uh, not. I mean, obviously, this is the Cubs' only one, but there's there was another one earlier this week. There have been a few more of these happening, and as baseball gets to where baseball's going, where you know every pitcher pitches one inning, we're just going to see more and more of these combined no hitters. It is high time that these fucking catchers start getting Credit. these as stats. This needs. Wilson Contreras needs to have a no hitter on his resume. David Ross should have one. Miguel Montero should have one. Like all these guys, these catchers, it needs to be made a bigger deal because they have a lot of work to do and they don't get to go to the fucking, uh, dugout and chill out. They've got to be on it as much as the pitcher is, you know? So it's, yeah. It, I don't know. They, I, I just think like combined, they've got, there's going to be four names in the combined no hitter for the Cubs, and there should be five, and yeah, one of them should be Wilson Contreras' name. So, and I agree with somebody you. pointed out uh, the greatest catcher in the history of the game, Yadi Molina, Molina, has never fucking caught a no hitter. Yeah, he's he's just not good. He's just not good. <laughs> so, Michael, let's hear poem number two. Yeah, game. All two. right, we want we want to move on to the second game. 
Not really, but sure. <laughs> I only wonder, can we just skip the other three? Because, you know, it just gets worse from here, guys. <laughs> All right. Cub poem 76. LA 6, Chicago 2. First pitch. First at bat. Go ahead. Get fat. But where are you at when the runners are on? Pop fly outs. Chances gone. Clerch can't win. Help out the bullpen. Arms finally die like a warning track fly. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, so, this one was rough. We, we, I mean, we were in this game, you know. I mean, this game until the eighth. I mean, the Cubs come come back, they tie it, you know. They 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 jump out early. KB Homer in the first, like you're feeling good about this, you know. I wouldn't say that, uh, you know. Jake Arrieta, a lot of traffic out there, but um, you know he. D- he didn't. Uh, he didn't give up runs. I mean, it wasn't the prettiest thing in the world. You know, he gives up the five hits and the three walks. So there's some traffic out there. The one home run, but you know, for the most part, if you're going to get five like that out of Jake, where he muscles it out, you'll take it. You know, because uh, it's been bad up until then. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't even blame. I mean, yeah, KB, sure, hit your solo shot, typical. But two runners he, on, and he, yeah, he came up, pops he, it up. He came up with guys at bat, he or guys on base, and he struck out, and, and then he popped he popped it up. Like I get it, he's fucking great. But you know, when you look at those stats and they go, how often did he put the Cubs in the lead? Well, that's one where he put the Cubs in the lead, tied or losing. How did he put them in? The, sure, it's one run. But then when they need these things, he's not. He's not getting it. Once a pitcher actually pitches against him because they're like, well, you know, there's guys on. We don't want him to get a hit. They're pretty fucking effective against him. How about a uh, hat playing second base? How about that for a uh, made, made a, a big shocker? play with base made a big play with the bases loaded. So, I mean, that was key. He did. But this is just another I think it's another uh, situation where. The Ricketts are asking Ross to put out stupid lineups to fucking ruin this season. Because I mean, Hap's never like Hap hasn't played there all year. Uh he came up as an infielder and, yeah. and here here it's just here's the thing. I I'm I'd much rather have Hap at second, Marisnik at center, and Sogard sitting on the bench. I'd rather have that. Yeah, I yes, I can I can see that. But you also you could have had Alcantara at second. Yeah, you I mean, know? it's just like he we doesn't hit well, but but neither does Hap. So I mean, yeah, he, he did okay in this. You're, you're just hoping somebody gets it going and takes the job. But we've been kind of hoping that for forever with second base. Like ever since you know Juliana Zobrist was shut in the pastor and we lost Ben Zobrist. Like there, that's been a musical chairs over there with that with everybody trying to figure out like who we can get over there to hit above two hundred. And then you know Horner comes comes up you know it accidentally kind of plays his way onto the team and then gets cut anyway then he gets then he is good and then he gets hurt so then you're back at square one with a bunch of guys hitting under 200 trying to get it going and figure out who's going to take the job so it's just you know uh, i mean why not hap maybe it helps him get it going maybe playing outfield was screwed with his brain i don't know what's going on but <laughs> It is it is weird, and Carly, you're right. He did come up as a second baseman, and I think because Danny, you used to say all the time that we had an outfield full of infielders. Infielders, yeah, except for Jay Hay. 
Yeah, he got, but he got a catcher and left. <laughs> for yeah. God's sakes, for years. Well, um, you would see, you know, Schwarber and left, Hap in center, and KB would be over there at right, and it'd be an outfield full of infielders. <laughs> and we talked about that a lot. Well, how about but, the, uh, the how about giving it up in the eighth? You know, to pair as part of the three, you, you go out, you threw the same thing out there. You know, it didn't yep. go as well. Chafin comes in, uh, you know, he gets the strikeout he needs, doesn't give up many hits. But but then uh, you got to go with Tapera again, and it doesn't go well. Uh, you know, two runs on the home run. And then, um, you know, you go with Nance, gives up two more after Tapera. Tapera didn't have it that night. He ended it the night before. He pitched a no-hitter, and then it was part of a no-hitter. Then the next night, you're relying on Nance. And I just, like, I kept thinking back to what, Crawley, you said a while ago. Just like you keep running these dudes out there with these short starts. And like, I understand we have a historically great bullpen. We're still number one in ERA, but it's good. It's just, they're not going to have, you know, freaking Ryan Tapera is not going to have an ERA of 0.69 on the year. Nice. Nice. Yeah. 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 You can't just always run these guys out there. Eventually, they're going to get stung. And if anybody, out there was like pissed at Tapera. Like, come on. Like the dude's been nothing but amazing. But you know, I mean, I'm sure the Twitterverse was out there somewhere fucking bitching about Tapera giving up homers or something. Well, And the Cubs only had five hits, you know, you're facing Gonsolin and he's, he's a decent pitcher, but he's not their ace. You know, he's, he's towards the back of their, their rotation. And it's just kind of like, all right, well, you had a chance to do something and you just didn't. (laughs) He's the only non name that they faced this week. Yeah. Or these four games. Yeah, kind of. And then, uh, so do you want to get into three, game three? How about a, a, a little poetry? Oh, we forgot to snap for the last one. <laughs> uh, all right. Cubs poem 77, LA three, Chicago two. The score is official out in LA. Dodgers have won, the papers all say. But the umpires changed a call. Jay Hayes Homer was now a foul ball. They were wrong, as everyone could see. We protest this loss. Fly the damn T. Because really, Carl, that walk-off should have just tied up the game. Yeah, that was infuriating. And I, oh, I, I don't know, Carl, I want to hear from you. I want to I hear what you thought about all that stuff. I mean, it, I, I saw the next it day went, that you, just, you did not accept the result <laughs> of that baseball game. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it was absolute and total bullshit. I was, we were, like, I was actually, uh, I was actually at Club 400. We were watching it, and right off the bat, I'm watching, watching, watching. Everything is looking good, you know, and you, you home run, okay? And so here's the thing. In baseball, we have the umpires on there. When a ball goes out like that, it's the third base ump whose job it is to make sure that the call is correct. And on the, on the right on right field home runs, it's the first base umpire. So these guys have a way. They start running around right when the play is. So on that play, the person with the very best view, was uh, Rayburn was the umpire that night on third base. And he is the one that makes the initial call. So I just want you guys to take a look, and, I'm, and I'll, we'll describe it for the uh, people listening to the podcast. This is the picture right here. This is the third base ump straddling the line like he's supposed to, looking at the foul pole. Nobody, 
he's way out in outfield, right, Carly? Like he's right. What would you say, seventy-five feet from the wall? Correct. Something like that. Like he's close. Like he's a lot farther out into the outfield than I expected to see him. But he's got a great view. He makes the call, which is home run. Jay Hayes going around the base. Then Rayburn goes over to talk to the other umpires, and I was like, what the hell? And so what happens then, and this is from the pool report, is Rayburn says, originally I thought the ball went around the pole, meaning fair. He then says, I had doubts of the original call. So the original call is fair ball. So then he goes and he meets with the umps, none who have a better view than he does. And decides yeah, they the- are three, 330 feet at least away from where that ball went there's over the no, wall, right? It, there's absolutely no way the home plate umpire saw that better than the third base umpire. Absolutely right. no way in hell. It's impossible. Maybe the, the second base umpire, if he ran out there, could see The it. reason this is such a big know. deal, the reason this is such a big deal is because the original call on the field was home run. And so now that they overturned it, rather than the Dodgers challenge the home run, the Cubs have to challenge. So Ross challenges it. And now you have to have indisputable evidence to overturn the call. If the original call on the field stands as a home run, then there has to be indisputable evidence that the ball was foul. And so it changed everything. Not only that, but we get into this MLB bullshit that pisses the shit out of me. We have a view. Can we yeah. see it? No. J- yo, oh, I was D, just putting that out there. <laughs> yeah, Josh D writes in, release the secret angle. And honestly, we, this is a national broadcast. You are on Fox. Everybody in the country is watching. There is a huge play in a game that would have tied the ball game right then and there and like knotted it up. These two heavyweights. It, it would have given the Cubs a lead. Oh yeah, that's right. It would have given the Cubs the lead yeah. at that point. Now, now you're three to two. So then, but now you're three a, to two, and you're running out like Kimbrel in that ninth inning rather than Nance. Yeah, absolutely. or or who the fuck I, uh, I can't um, remember who uh, the uh, Keegan Keegan Thompson. Keegan. So yeah, but and you're telling me you have an angle, the secret magical angle that is coming from Dodger Stadium, obviously. Where, by the way, so is the broadcast coming from. You know, the, the trucks are there <laughs> you know, with the capability to beam it into space and into homes and computers and phones all over the world. And there's this one angle that is so definitive that that only MLB can see it on their secret in their secret MLB umpire room lair where they have to keep it so under lock and key that if they show anybody this, it, it's like literally there's a pruder film. That is the secret um, grassy knoll when you see the the CIA agent shooting Kennedy is less guarded than the film of Jason Hayward's home run. Yeah, Uh, Danny, I'm really glad. I'm really glad that you brought up the Zapruder film because apparently they used the same camera to film that shot of the game. The Cubs have super mondo mega fucking HD thing that makes it look like people are superheroes and LA still has the same camera that is there from when they uh, built the I'm, stadium I'm, I'm, you know, 15 I'm years call, ago. That I'm camera angle that they showed was a terrible, like just low definition bullshit. 
I'm going to call bullshit. I, I here's what I'm going to say is that every team, and this is Andrew Friedman, who uh, he's like the Theo of the Dodgers. You're telling me they don't have high def cameras every single part of the ballpark, watching totally. and monitoring because they do. They look at that data. There are cameras angles that we don't get to see. Da da da. And you're telling me MLB like like they can't sit there and be like, okay, everybody, put a put a camera on the foul pole straight to home or something like that. Nobody has this. This is yeah. this is foreign in a foreign idea that nobody ever thought to think about. And People again, the reason cameras on their homes. You know, the, like you get that Amazon Ring system. There are freaking cameras everywhere. Like I can look at my phone right now and like you know see what my dog's doing. But like you can't tell me what's going on in a major league baseball game. <laughs> I mean, it was a travesty, and it changed. It changed the series. It changed the game. It changed mm-hmm. the series. And now it has a potential to change the season for the Cubs. Yeah, we're yeah. we're at two and two. If that call gets, I I believe we get out of there two and two. If that call stays a home run, which it clearly was, right? Then you know, and and that's a five hundred trip. That's not bad. Or against, against the defending champions in their ballpark on the West Coast time zone, you'll take it every time. Oh yep. God! It, and it, it, epic for the season. If you were watching that, if you watched it in real time, if you just watch the fans, you can tell it's a home run by the fans who react. The people who were in foul territory did nothing. The people who were in fair territory all jumped up and tried to catch the ball. Like you don't even need necessarily like a perfect view of the ball with the Zapruder film. If you just look at the reactions, you know, it's yeah. his head went this way, not this way. Yeah. Well, I, Sorry, I tell that you, was a JFK yeah. reference. <laughs> yeah. Second spitter. Let's go sign. Yeah, second second, yeah, the second spitter. Back into the left. <laughs> yeah. Was, was there a magic bullet? You guys got a theory? <laughs> um so, uh, yeah, no, usually at those situations, you'll see the fans, you, you know, especially the Dodger fans, they'll be like, it was foul, it was foul, and everybody's pointing, you know, to the, the that it's foul. But, you know, nobody was, just like you said. And, yeah, that was frustrating. It made me start thinking the fix was in. It made me start thinking that, like, we're going to take every single run. I mean, you got gambling in baseball now. You know they're all in on it. You know, I'm just saying that you know this – Oxum, Oxum, Chief, Chief, this is Oxum Razors. MLB's bad at doing what they do. That's the simple answer. Don't, yeah. don't, it's just, they're shitty Oxum. at doing what they Oxum's. do. <laughs> Oxum's, Oxum's Razors. I, I knew a guy in, in high school, his name was, or in college, his name was Ashim Wadwani. Is that who we're talking about? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Let's um, get through uh, well, game well, one, four. One more, one more thing I, I wanted to say about this is that the other run we scored, was crazy because you have Jason Hayward going oppo and beating the shift, hitting one down the the uh, left field line, and then Hap comes up from the right side and knocks one oppo down the left field line, and there's your other run. And I thought, uh, I'm like, now that's what I want to see of out of these guys. That apparently, cool. apparently, Jason Hayward just now got the message. Hit it to the other side of the field because he's spraying the ball everywhere right now. Yeah, and words that I never thought I'd hear Joe Buck utter is that uh, Jay. What was it? I wrote it, wrote it down because it, it was it was he said it backwards. He goes, "Red hot is Jason Hayward," <laughs> instead of Jason <laughs> Hayward is for I was like, "What, what is, is he Yoda? 
Yeah, exactly. Right. Brad Pitt is Jason Hayward. <laughs> That's my Yoda impression. It's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, but of course, and I, the other thing I wanted to point out about this game, Game Three, is that uh, it was a career high strikeout total for Urias. Uh, in that game, the Cubs managed to strike out 16 times total in that baseball game. Only 11 of the outs were not um, strikeouts. So that. Hey, Michael. Speaking of strikeouts, rough. can you get yeah, us the that, game four poem? <laughs> that, yeah, game four. That went right into the next day, exactly. Cubs poem 78, LA seven, Chicago one. Kershaw starts with a K, and K'd the Cubs all day. Cubs really blew, especially inning two. Never a chance for AA. Javi hit a solo shot. Rest of the Cubs did not. Dodgers hit dongs with runners on. Cubs should give that a thought. That's it. Good God, that was it, no, it was terrible. You get this. Uh, <laughs> and he was sitting there listening, like I'm waiting no, for was, just I, one I, more line. Like he's like, there's got to be something better than it, that. <laughs> no, no, you left me hanging, and so did the whole the whole series. Let me hang. You start with a no hitter, and you end with this freaking terrible game. Like the, I said at the beginning of the show, that was maybe one of the worst games. And it's, and I told the kids afterwards, I'm like, that's good for you. Sometimes you go out to the ballpark and you see a stinker, and you just be happy you saw Javi hit a dong because that's all that happened in the game, and everything else sucked. Alzali, you know what? What was that second inning? He walks guys, he hits guys, all of a sudden there's a grand slam. And then all of a sudden there's another two-run homer from Bellinger who beat you the other day. Just getting off the IL, by the way. This guy just comes off of like a broken leg, and he comes off it with one leg and and his, uh, you know, it's 4th of July explosions all over the place. Is, is it just me, and maybe people in the chat can help with this a little bit, uh, does AA have a lot of problems in the second inning? Like Alzali seems and maybe maybe it's just in my head because of what happened, but I feel like first is okay, second is always dicey, and then he can settle in. But maybe maybe I'm know, misremembering we, this. Yeah, you'll have to look that up because yeah. nobody's nobody's got the time for this cotton. <laughs> but honestly, honestly but uh, that's why I ask people in the chat, you know, they, they have time for this. Yeah, let them do it. You, you Nance will probably be put on put in, going to Iowa, but he saved this team with the three innings he was able to go rather than having to do a whole parade of bullpen guys. Is that you were able to go Nance and Rex Brothers, and you know what? That was fine. He gave up one run, which over three innings, not bad. But, you know, it was you're taking a look at this right now and you're saying to yourself, all right, this team is just, again, what we saw in April. And if you think that magically that that uh, Nico and Matt Duffy are just going to appear and this is all going to get better, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, and, and that's a lot to put on a kid. Yeah, well, that's what we said when they when he first came up and it seemed to work out well yeah, then he was good and, and and he's played his way onto this team like you got to wonder if he's going to how he comes back from this injury that was kind of a tough one he's been out for a while it's going to maybe take him a second to get going or maybe you sometimes you see guys come out of illinois and they're, they're just like gangbusters they've been like bellinger it. yeah it's like bellinger so jesse rogers put in from the espn stats info this is the second time this month the cubs have struck out 15 times in consecutive games <laughs> they struck out 15 times in consecutive games, only two times over the last 100 years prior to 2021. Jeez. Now, wow. 
Now wow. let's go here. The next day, or this. This is the first time the Cubs have struck out 14 times in three consecutive games <laughs> over the last 100 years. Oh, but God. yeah, Nico Horner is going to make this all fucking better. It's summertime, and you know what that means. It's barbecue time. So why aren't you ordering from Sunranto's sponsor, Kansas City Steaks? Kansas City Steak Company wants to make this your best grilling season ever. So go visit KansasCitySteaks.com and you get 15% off your order and free shipping with code SD, Sam David at checkout, SD, sports drink at checkout. From classic cut steaks to USDA Prime to hard-to-find specialty cuts and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. These are steakhouse-quality steaks aged to perfection. They make it so easy. Each order is flash-frozen and delivered directly. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Enjoy their butter-tender filet mignon, hearty Kansas City strip steaks, and savory ribeyes. It's been a hard year, so enjoy being together again by bringing the steakhouse to your house with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 15% off your order and free shipping with code SD, sports drink SD, at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. And we thank Kansas City Steaks for sponsoring this podcast. Now, I wish they would send me some steaks, but, uh, you know, I guess they're going to have to try to send me money and then I'll buy the steaks. But damn it, I always lose at this. KansasCitySteaks.com. Yeah, no, it's, well, it's hey, rough. If he, get, if he gets four at bats, it's possible that that's four less strikeouts. Well, and specifically, and- <laughs> what it, and specifically, the reason they're striking out is they cannot hit breaking balls, and they did, and that's what Kershaw just like went up there was twirling breaking ball after breaking ball, and they just swing away. They cannot recognize it, and they're just not even close. I and- don't watch a lot of Kershaw, but didn't he used to have the most amazing curveball in the history of the game? Yeah, and, and then they acted they acted like he never threw it until. Yeah. Yesterday against the Cubs, like all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, he found this in his back pocket." Well, let's take a look here. Here's another fun fact for y'all. Like we haven't had enough. <laughs> the Cubs. Crowley just bringing the pain in all these uh, tweets. Might as here. well get it out of the way. Cubs. Rafael Ortega is batting two fifty in June in twenty one plate appearances, which makes him the leader for the month as far as Cubs hitting. Oh, Rafael man. Ortega. He should get more starts, I guess. <laughs> he's, he's killing it. But I, I do want to give a shout-out before we get, and we got Eric Wheelow, our Brewers fan friend, waiting in the green room, coming to talk about the next series. But I do want to give a shout-out to hot hitter uh, Jason Hayward because he's really picked it up. I mean, look, at this is his last seven games. He's batting four seventy four. He's got a home run, nine hits and 19 at-bats. Um, in his last 15 games, he's actually 12 for 40, which is a 300 average and a 429 OBP. He's taken nine walks in that stretch. His last 30 games, it drops off the cliff and he's batting 198. But, you know, if you, if that guy's putting it together and he's getting on base, like by knocking at the opposite field, 
you know, that is the kind of hitter that maybe Jason, I know they wanted him to be like this dude that's like driving doubles off the wall, but if he's just getting on base and driving doubles down the opposite field down the line, and now they got to come into him, those home runs will come. You know what I mean? We'll, so we'll take singles all day long. Though. I'll take I mean, singles just, from Jay Hay, yeah. you know, the other way. All or night, walks. All we'll take walks yeah. from Jay Hay because those aren't rollover double plays and yes. shit like that that he does. After this mess in L.A., we look at the standings, Ooh. and the, the 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 Brewers, I think, just finished their series with the Little Sisters of the Poor, and, and, and they had the series before that, the Economa <laughs> Walk All-Star team. Um, but, but looking at this right now, the Brewers have now taken a three-game lead because apparently the Rockies don't know how to fucking play baseball and love to give up uh, home runs in the ninth inning to let teams come back. But again, that one call means, I mean, two games back is different than three games back, but this is a huge series coming up in Milwaukee. Yeah. And to talk about it, let's bring him on. I, and I have to say, I, I, I don't have my music, but, but I, uh, I can go like this. Wheelow, wheelow. Wheelow, wheelow. Hey, wheelow, wheelow. How's it going, guys? Good, man. How are you? Good, oh, good to see you. You're in Los Angeles right now joining yeah. us? In L.A.? Yeah, yep. Joining us from L.A. Are you still uh, – are you in San Diego or are you in L.A.? I am, right I am in Carlsbad, California. Um, Carlsbad. So we, this is a half – this is a half California show today, somehow. Um, there we go. <laughs> so, but, but, but only one of us is in first place right now, and that would be me. <laughs> yeah, that would be you. Um, so, yeah, you just got done, you know, ba- yeah, like you said, the little sister of the poor. They, what did they had the, the Rockies, and then before that, they've had the, 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 the Diamondbacks. 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 I was in Arizona for that series. Um, that, that is such a stretch of – like how how excited were you when you looked at the June schedule for the Brewers and you went, "Ooh, shit! This is this is just going to be like fucking getting drunk and winning every game." Oh, I mean, it, it was really exciting too because we went through a really grueling stretch of NL West teams and really dominated all those series. I don't think we lost one series this year against the NL West. I think we took three or four against the Dodgers at home. We swept uh, the Padres. And then I think we took two or three the second time we played them. So going into here and having those wins, I'm like, this is all cake at this point. I think that's why you see we're, we're sitting hold, three hold games on. up on you guys. Wait, are hold you on. talking about the Cubs or the Brewers? Because we also beat the Dodgers in our, d- despite the losing three of four, the Cubs yeah. won four of seven. And we also only lost one game to the Padres. We swept them too. And yeah, then it looks like uh, San Diego. So it looks like the, maybe the NL Central isn't as dog crappy as, uh, maybe we I was just going to ask, is yeah. the, NL Central back. All I, I can tell you no, is, no, is no. I think I think Bud Selick arranged this June schedule. Four with Arizona, three with Cincinnati, three with Pittsburgh, three more with Cincinnati, Colorado four, Arizona three, Colorado three, and now the Cubs to finish the month. But I'll say this about it, though. There are, in your last 10, you have three two losses versus Colorado in Colorado. And you also did get uh, swept by Cincinnati at home. That's true. Uh, then you lost one Arizona. So out of those, I guess it's a 10 total games where you played Colorado, Arizona, and then Colorado again, you do have three losses to show for that. 
So, I mean, what do you have to say for yourself? Uh, we also have three five-game winning streaks in the last month and a half here. So yeah. that helps a lot as well. And this Brewers team has been extremely injured. So to be sitting uh, three games up here and you haven't even seen our full squad play together yet is pretty well, freaking amazing in my opinion. Hurt? Who's hurt? Uh, I just Lorenzo, Lorenzo Cain hasn't played all year. Uh uh, Colton Wong has been up and down this whole time. Jackie right. Bradley Jr. is hitting like 126. Keston here has been sent up and down. But that's uh, that's the thing is there's no Brett team. Anderson. Oh gosh, what a shock! Um, there's Omar no Narvaez team has been on the DL for te- a couple stints. It's but there's no team that hasn't been bit by this injury bug in 2021. That's been the story of 2021. I mean, like you really want to complain? Like the Cardinals have more complaints than the Cubs and the Brewers combined as far as injuries. So I mean, that's just part of the season. We knew it was going to be going into it. It is what it is. Oh, so Travis who, Shaw's out. <laughs> Start yeah, third baseman. Yeah, so who who's pulling? Who's like stepping up and winning all these games for you? Well, I'll tell you this: it's not C- Christian Yelich, and it hasn't been Keston, and those are the two guys that we really thought were going to be the anchors of our offense. But we had guys like Avi Garcia, who's truly stepped up in a contract year, and the big move for the Brewers, I think, has been the acquisition of Adamas from the Tampa Bay Rays. I think I sent you a a direct message at the Brewers since the acquisition of him are like 24 and 10. And this guy has a couple, I think four hit games for us already. Uh, uh, Trevor Richards was also a part of that deal and he's come in in relief and really ate up some innings for us, which has been great. And us picking him up was basically us going, uh, Luis Urias, the shortstop we've given up on this trade. And all it has done is inspire him. And he's been going on a tear since uh, Adamas has been picked up on the Brewers. So I think Adamus had like a walk off or, or tied it up in the ninth one time. He's really been a spark plug for the Brewers. Yeah, he tied it up in that Colorado series, hitting a double uh, in the ninth there, and then we went end up winning in extras. But well, it's a lot of role players, and it's it just goes back to Stearns, our our GM, making the right moves and them working out, and and it's it's surprising. Well, I do want to put. Ahead, I want to put this up really quick right here. This came in today. It was a reply to Bleacher Nation. According to Baseball Perspectives, DRA splits, Cubs have the fifth toughest pitching schedule so far. So out of every team that had, every team that has played, the Cubs have had to have the fifth most difficult pitching. And so, A, it's impressive that the Cubs are where they are considering the, the quality of pitching that they've seen. But then this just leads into the series because who are the three guys that we're facing? Yeah, you got Peralta, you got Burns, and you got Woodruff. I well, mean, yeah. I I was kind of wondering, pretty. are those pitchers padding their stats against this anemic Cubs offense? Though, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it is it the the tail wagging the dog? And and it hasn't been good against you guys. Like I was I was looking it up here, and the Cubs are three and six versus the Brewers. Yeah, and we we faced faced these guys. We faced Peralta. We faced everybody, and it hasn't gone well. Like it's it's not going to be easy. Just like it hasn't been easy before. And we're three and six. Uh, we've been outscored thirty eight to thirty one. Uh, the Brewers have shut us out three times. Uh, but and the, the the reason that our run differential is so close is because uh, the Cubs won one game, seventeen to two, <laughs> and that was one game. That counts as one victory. And unfortunately, if if you take that victory out, you know, then the uh, run differential is terrible. And um, you well, know, so, 
And yeah. the Brewers, and you said it's a lot of role players because you're not scoring that many runs. I don't even know if you have a positive run differential right now. If you do it, you barely do. And uh, you're playing five games ahead of your Pythag right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it, it's like it's a it's testament. That, it's that it's magic, a- man. It's that great, it's that council magic. It's the council magic, but you also have three what I would argue, Cy Young candidates, if it wasn't for DeGrom. I mean, these guys have been absolutely dominant, and it wasn't just you guys. It's There's always a slump buster, and it's if it ain't Peralta, it's going to be Woodruff, and it's going to be Burns. And if you're going back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, I mean, these guys are on a historic tear, six innings almost every game, two-hit ball, eight-plus strikeouts, and it's time and time again. Like a bad outing for Burns the other day, I think he gave up – Four runs for the first time in forever. And then he came out, pitched six innings, one hit. That's Jake Arietta through two. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to the games. I want to point out this, though, because you can't hit. Like, you got the fourth worst OPS. You got the fourth worst OPS. Cubs are just average in that category. In fact, the Brewers' OPS is closer to the Pirates' OPS, which is worse in the league than it is to the Cubs right now. Let me just. Closer to that, yet you're in first place. But when you're giving up no runs and you have Hayter and you have Williams and you have these guys going six innings, you only need to score two runs. Always take the the under in a Brewers game. That's what I will say. Everyone gets mad at me. Everyone gets mad at me because a lot of reasons. But mainly I keep saying (laughs) I don't see this team. Everyone's like, we need to add. We need to add. And for what? I don't think this team has a chance to go deep. And people say, well, look at the bullpen. No, look at the Brewers' bullpen and then look at three starters. That's success for a postseason. If you're going to sit there and throw out Peralta, Burns, and Woodruff, and then you have to face Williams and Hayter at the end, good fucking luck. But the Cubs have a just as good a bullpen, but nowhere near the starters. It's not feasible. Yeah, they have a much better bullpen, in fact. It's like, you know, the Brewers bullpen is pretty average. They got a, a four ERA overall to the Cubs 267. You know, but we've seen a lot of games that the Cubs lose because they didn't score, yet the bullpen was shut down. You're like, oh, well, the bullpen, four shutdown innings and a loss. It's like, yeah, hooray, we got a great ERA, but we still lost the game. Uh, the Brewers bullpen has given up the six most homers, where the Cubs have given up the sixth least. Uh, they both, both teams give up a lot of walks out of the bullpen. And both teams strike out a lot of guys out of the bullpen. So, but the Brewers, despite their anemic offense, which does not hit a lot of homers, does not yeah. steal a lot of bases, uh, you know, has, and the Cubs have scored more runs overall than the Brewers, they still manage to lose games and, and be three behind. Like, what is that exactly? And it comes down to, like Crawley said, the starting pitching. What is the difference between these teams? It is. Three shutdown dudes who are who are killing it at least more than half the week. I mean, and just to show the confidence the front office had in those three starters in that Willie Adamas trade, we gave up two guys that were going really well for us in the bullpen and JP Fireisen and Drew Rasmussen. And just I mean, this offense is anemic, as he said, but imagine what it'd be without Adamas or if Adamas doesn't work out. I mean, I think it's just the belief that Council is always going to figure it out with that bullpen. He knows how to use it. And just the confidence in Hayter and Williams and Boxberger just stepping up and being dominant. And, you know, when you have three guys that go long and those three guys in the back, it's I guess that that is the difference. And it's, that's why I'm excited. Like, I looked at the starting pitching of these two series. I said, these are your three horses. These are our three horses. And I go, this is a playoff <laughs> series. It's over. Like We have like ponies. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, we got like some some glue glue factory candidates is where we're, we're heading. Unfortunately, and, and moving in the chat, slowly. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon supporters. Please become a Patreon patron. It's how we keep the lights on at the podcast. It's why I'm bugging you right now. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. Patreon.com slash sunranto. For as little as a dollar a month, you can join up and become a patron. You get the show early and ad-free with your own RSS feed. You get access to all of our show notes, including the matchups for the coming series and uh, some of our show elements that show, like, you know, the batters and how they do against that pitcher and stuff like that. All that stuff is all included with the Patreon feed. Uh, it's basically screenshots of what I do off baseball reference. But, you know, it's still useful information. And um, at the $5 level, you get all the music and the photography that I take at uh, the ballpark. And I just want to mention this. I just had to buy my old camera. Took a crap. So I had to buy a new camera. And now I'm, I'm now 300 bucks. Right, that's like a month of Patreon just about right there. So help me buy a new camera. Help me buy the tickets and beer for Crawley and Michael and me and everybody else that comes on this show. It costs a lot of money to make this show, and uh, you should help pay for it. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. At the $10 level, you get your name at the end of the show as a, a super ranter and a super supporter. Other, another thing that happens is you can join the super ranter group if you join Sunranto uh, Patreon uh, campaign. I mean, there's all sorts of reasons to do it. There's really very few not to. It'll only cost you like 10 bucks a year uh, just to help us keep the lights on at the show. So support us, uh, and uh, we'll support you by uh, continuing to make this show. All right, um, that's it. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Don't make me tell you again, and I will also tell you this. Use our StubHub link. It's Sunranto.com slash StubHub. And uh, we get paid every time you buy tickets through there. So help us out that way, too. Sunranto.com slash StubHub. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. You got to get this done, people. Otherwise, I'm going to quit. I'm just going to quit, and then you won't have a show to listen to. Ta! Fat chance. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. You wouldn't be hearing this if you had subscribed. Those people never hear shit like this. Only you do. Um, and the other freeloaders that don't help out the show. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Help us out. Sunranto.com slash StubHub. I can't even say it. Actually, do what you want. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Yeah, in the chat, um, Josh uh, asks, so what do you suggest, Crawley? And Little Yumper says, so tear it down. I mean, is that what you're suggesting? It's like, you know, are, if, are you looking at this Brewers team and saying, okay, we, there's nothing we can do. We shouldn't add a starting pitcher. We should actually tear these the, our little one-year contract situations down. In fact, let's trade Craig Kimbrell to the Brewers, and they go Hater Kimbrell at the end. And, <laughs> oh my you know, god! Oh my you know, god! Ooh, ooh, there like, you go. Uh, over, Wheelo. You know, is it Hater Kimbrell or is it Kimbrell Hater? It's uh, Kimbrell Hater for sure. Or you can go I mean, right to the lefty. First, I mean, who's up, you know? like For the first year up. ever with Williams there, Hayter is no longer going multiple innings coming out of the bullpen, which has been his role over the past couple of years. He is the first time, uh, I'd say in about three years, just our true ninth inning guy. And we're resting that arm up, and he's pitching out of his mind right now, which is great. And what do I suggest? I, I suggest, honestly, I would say that from what I've seen and the ups and downs of this season – 
who who who's who's what do you what do you think you're getting in this trade market? What are you willing to give up? And is it worth it for a team that offensively has disappeared in the postseason how many times over and over and over again? Yeah, I hate to say it. Like I know Michael says a lot of times strike when the iron hot. Joe Kilgowan and I had a like an hour and a half drunken conversation at Nisei about this the other day. Who are your starting three if you're going into a playoff like Eric was talking about? And he's like, Well, you, and other people have told me this too. You got Hendricks and then you got Alzlai. Alzelay is going to, is a really nice pitcher that could really develop potentially in the future to be a great pitcher. We're not there. But he's not, not there now. No. That's not you're not going to go in with any kind of rotation. You think you're going to get Max Scherzer asking for an extension? You think you're going to get Jose Barrios? Who what are you what are you giving up? It's just not so Sometimes Cub fans will sit there and be like, yeah, let's trade Justin Steele for Max Scherzer. That's not happening, guys. It's, let's let's be realistic. And nobody's going to take Anthony Rizzo. He's a first baseman. There's no real value in that. Someone might – you want you want to get a half a season at Chris Bryant? What do you think that's worth? The thing that – the chips you got that are worth the most are your bullpen pieces, and that's it. And so I don't know. I, I, so, I don't so, – go ahead. I was going to say that you saying off what you're saying is like we were two teams right there – in this race, but I think we're way better positioned going into this trade market. It's like, we are going to get a reliever and we are going to get a first baseman. And that's a lot easier and got to give up a lot How less. How about Anthony Rizzo? <laughs> well, you, you want I'm Anthony? Sure, yeah. I mean, crazily enough. We, yeah. yeah, we, we look, I, I feel ahead. like you're, the Brewers are kind of in this, you know, with the anemic offense, they're in sort of the same situation, but your front office your ownership, your management wants to do whatever they can yes. to try and make it, even if it's just a little bit, like you're saying. Well, you know, they gave up something that maybe they didn't want to to get something else that they needed. And Crawley, you're right. There's not a ton there, but you got to fucking try. Like, not trying is what they've done for the last four years, and I'm fucking tired of it. Being well, a Cubs fan, and, and Josh Diaz okay. says, "Stop with the straw man. Answer the question." I think uh, you are answering the question. You're saying I it trade, tear it down. Yeah, yeah this I is don't think you. I don't think you have to tear it down. What I think you have to do is take a look at what you have that's value. You know, you're not keeping all three. Baez, Bryant, Rizzo. We know that's not happening. Be realistic about what you're doing. You're going to have a lot of money. Now, if the if the Cubs, if you're telling me that, let's say the CBA's all worked out, and next year the Cubs are flush with money nowhere near that luxury tax, and they do nothing, then, Cub fans, you have a reason to be pissed. I just don't think that when you have valuable pieces, and I think a little Yumper says most BP, most bullpen uh, are one-year deals, doesn't matter. When you're going for it, that's what you need. The bullpen is what's going to put most of these teams over the edge, just like it put us over the edge in 2016. If yeah. you think you have a chance at winning the World Series and the bullpen piece is all you're missing, you'll give up a couple guys, okay? So just so, so just to make this question even harder, like I think we discussed this earlier in the Cubs series and how many contracts you did have coming up. Like This is worst-case scenario for a Cubs fan to be three games down because it's like, do we, don't we? It's like if you're really, really bad, this is an easy decision. If you're winning, you go for it. But – uh, I, I I think here's a question going into this Brewer series. Are you hoping we sweep you just so we make the answer a lot easier? Yeah, well, if if the Cubs get swept, I think that answer is easy. If the Cubs sweep the Brewers somehow, say, here's my question: it, it, Do you hope that we sweep you right now? I, I hope fan? they sweep it. I want the fucking Ricketts 
to look like assholes at all fucking times. Well, they, do, they do that without the sweeping, but it does help them look my, like my, So the situation we're in is because of them. It's because of what they've done for the last four years, not fucking trying to win. And it's coming back to bite them with a team that seems like they really want to try to win, but they are never going to get the, the resources they need to do it. To me, the answer to buy or sell was made when the U Darvish trade happened. Yes, that was that was your answer right there on the buy. Can you or imagine sell. him on this team that you, you yeah. have your ace, you have your slump buster. I, that just I, I still don't it know if it's form. enough. I still don't know if it's enough, but you're a lot closer. That's it's right. a lot you, more, you it's are a lot, a lot closer than it's yeah. Yeah. Davies going well, out there in game. You're three, you're you know? literally one pitcher away. You're one pitcher away right now. Carl, you're right. It's tough because the Cubs are two starters, like two good starters away. But if you have you Darvish, then, then you're, you're one only away. one away, and Change it. you can do it. Changes the equation uh, every time Completely. when Kyle when Kyle Hendricks starts. You hope he wins because there's no way that the Brewers are going on a five game losing streak. Not with those three top guys that they have. Just not happening with the Cubs. You lose a Hendricks start. Is there anyone else other than Hendricks? You're like. No worries, this guy's got it. Absolutely not. No, of course not. So, um, yeah, so let's look at these darned pitching matchups here, <laughs> shall we? Um, first of all, it, it, you've got the dome. I, I don't think it's reason. I think you're, you're, just ex, you're just more accepting of the bullshit. Like, we all see what's written on the wall from them, and you're kind of like, well, I guess that's what we do. And I am more like... You know what? Keep talking your bullshit, Ricketts. I'm not going to fucking quit holding your feet to the fire because you're doing it wrong. And we all know it. Well, it has, but it's but it's been doing it that way for a while. Like, Theo never made any trades. You lose Schwarber. I mean, we've got... And, and this, this fucking show is the only show that ever fucking says anything about it. Everybody else is just like... I guess it's fine. Fuck. I mean, Rick, it's I mean, me. You're fine. Who gives a shit? Have you been to the hotel? It's beautiful. Fuck you, Ricketts. No, nobody's even been to the hotel. Like, nobody's doing anything. Like, the, everything has gone wrong. And you will look back at this, and you'll look at, at, at 2020, uh, 2019, 2018. You'll look at everything that happened. You know, I heard they played my song. Remember my song, The Cubs Are Like the 85 Bears? Oh, the Cubs are like mm -hmm. the 85 Bears. That's a Christmas song, okay? It's the most wonderful <laughs> time of the year. And Waddle and Sylvie played it again. Just the other day, somebody told me. They're like, they played it because that is the narrative already and that the Cubs are already like the 85 Bears. We're looking at this situation that what could have been with this core, with the guys that they had that they never added to, that they never it's, switched up, that they never retooled on the fly. They were never able to – Theo stuck with his guys because he thinks he's so damn smart, and he never did shit. Period. End of story. That was the problem. And now Theo's going to do the same thing to Major League Baseball. And not only are we going to have runners on second at the end of the games, but uh, they'll be sponsored by, you know, I don't know. My problem – my problem is – my problem isn't what you did now. It's what you did 2019, 2020, yeah. 2021. This at this point, am I accepting of it? I, now I'm trying to take a look at, here's what we got. How the fuck do we fix it? That's what I'm looking at. Let, like, like, does this team really have a realistic shot? No, no, no. not at all. It, not it at feels all like you, Crawley, it feels like you have more confidence than I do that they're going to fix it. 
I, I, I honestly, I feel like they're not going to fix it. I feel like they're just going to fucking run this team into the ground like uh, the Tribune did when they got it. Well, first, P.K. Ricketts did it, and then the Tribune got it, had a little bit of success in the beginning, and then just ran it into the ground. And I feel like the Ricketts are just going to do the same thing. They had the a little Ricketts, bit of success, and they're going to run it into the ground now. It's the a Ricketts, fucking They, they can't ATM run it into the ground. The difference is they can't run it in the ground because they have a TV deal tied to it now. Oh, they don't give a shit. Nobody's fucking watching it anyway. Well, and Little Yumper <laughs> says, yes, those years Tom refused to spend. He didn't. That's the thing. It was Theo spending $208 million on a team that wasn't good enough. And for, and for Theo not to make the trades to make a team that was good enough with the assets he had, he sold high on nobody. You know, you got freaking Kyle Schwarber. Our, me and Eric's good friend, Johnny Anamanapia, great friend of the show. You know, he's texting me every day about what's happening with Kyle Schwarber <laughs> on the Washington Nationals. The dude's going to hit 50 home runs this year, and it's going to be a, for a last-place team in the NL East. It is infuriating. They can't, they've can't. they screwed up every single move that they've had. I don't know what they were telling Kyle Schwarber. Was it the leadoff thing? No, because he's leading off in freaking D.C. too. So yeah, and, and I don't then- know what it is. But you know, it's the curse. It's a it's a. They're going to have all, the curse of my tie guy. They're going to have all of this money next year, right? Because they only have forty million on the books going into next year, and that's what everybody seems to think. Like, well, they'll have all this money to buy stuff. Well, they have proven over and over and over the people they buy aren't good. They cannot evaluate major league talent. They seem to, you know, and you know they haven't brought up a lot of guys. Apparently. The pitching is starting to come around. Pitch Lab seems to be working, so that's good. One inning at a time with a with some bullpen piece that we, yeah. you know. But they're not getting, you know, they have not gotten the return on their dollar. No, almost that's what I'm ever. You it's like say, John Lester. Can, who else? Who else they got? Can, yeah, but you can call Ricky Kimbrell like a couple uh, yeah, weeks into the season. They go over and, to like. Uh, didn't, yeah. didn't pitch well. Yeah. First year. Yeah, he didn't pitch well. No. I mean, the luxury tax, they were over it for forever. Now, say what you want about the luxury tax and being a salary cap and stuff, but they, it's not, it wasn't a lack of spending money. It was injuries. It was a lack of like d- dudes that were supposed to be the second coming, not performing until they got into another uniform. Yeah. Morrow. <laughs> Morrow can't yeah. put his pants on. Yeah. There's Carl all Edwards, right? Things. Is that a guy, Carl Edwards Jr.? I mean, I guess he was cheap, so like nobody cares about that. Jason, but he was a stud for a while there. I mean, he was your seventh, eighth inning guy, and then he just faded. Yeah, it's totally. But that happens. But with a bullpen guy, Jason Hayward, uh, you know the the out, you know the the weight around our neck of that. I mean, there's there's been so many mistakes that, and it has all cost the team money. And when and and when you're allocating those resources. You know, it's like people are like, oh, it's Rickett's fault to spend money. And I agree that this year they got $50 million of room to still to get to that salary, Kevin. They're not spending it, and that's frustrating because you are that close. But who are you going to get? What are you going to give up? You're going to sell your future? They've put themselves between a rock and a hard place right now. And unless they overperform and have their big sluggers, you know, like, you know, guys that were supposed to be good, like Jason Hayward, at least hitting 200, you know, then it's you're right. You gotta like just get what you can, tear it down to its freaking. Not, maybe not. You know, you don't you have know, to tear it down to the studs. Not, but what not I don't want, but you know, 
what I don't want to see is 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 giving it's taken the Cubs a long time to start getting guys back. You had that 2011 to 2000 I'll go even earlier, I'll go Hendry. You had about 2009 to 2014 where you started to really fill the system. And if you go down the names, we know them all. Some of them are on the Cubs, some of them have been traded to get the pieces. It's taken us forever to do that. We finally are at the point where we actually have a decent farm system. The last thing I want to do is empty that cupboard again because of uh, trying to take a flyer on, on, on Kyle Hendricks, Zach Davies, and, uh, uh what, what's the, yeah. what's the guy with no appendix? Whatever, fucking. <laughs> Trevor Williams. Trevor Williams, yeah. I just, I'm just not doing like, that, guys. You, you don't want to, tr- like, trade Ed Howard or something. Right, right now, I don't. Because, uh, you're going to re-sign Javi and you're going to do this other thing and you're going to watch this Again, old Brit- stuff that everybody loves. That, uh, that 150 we, and we have four, we have four teenagers. That are worth eighty percent of a U Darvish. Can't we <laughs> trade them to somebody? Get a, a, a guy who's eighty percent of U Darvish. Those four teenagers must be fucking amazing. Well, poor. I feel bad for <laughs> Eric because you know we're, we're obviously yeah, like we're you, arguing about like, the Cubs. No, no I, I feel like this is a I best case like, scenario for me. I don't have to talk yeah, any yeah. shit about your say, team. You guys, <laughs> you guys are just dumping on it. Exactly, exactly. Like, right now, boys. <laughs> I was going to say, like, we're embarrassing ourselves in front of a Brewers fan. Like, this, this is, is the good. first time Cubs fans uh, hate me uh, a lot less than they hate you. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Usually, you don't have to do anything. We're just no. doing your whole job. You're just owning yourselves. I'm like, all right. Cross and, and, off, and guys, please stop bringing up the uh, little yumper. You know, I love you to death, but please, that 83 Cardinals win Cardinal team was a fluke. It was an aberration. It is not. That. Yeah. The norm. I, I just want to tell people just because something one hap- one time happened miraculously doesn't mean it, it could. Yes. Could it happen again? Sure. One in a million shot. Is it you? Then if you believe that, then go buy a bunch of lottery tickets. You, you know what? That, that 83 win team is the fucking worst case scenario for Cubs and Cubs fans. If the Cubs do nothing right and they somehow squeak out the division by one game and then they fucking go and win the world series it's going to be an amazing fall and we will never see another good team again because the rickets would be like (laughs) apparently the way to win is to fuck your team every year for five years and then you'll get a another well, world I mean, series people I mean, are looking at the rays <laughs> and stuff they're looking at these small market teams they're looking at the brewers they, they don't have the payroll we do not, you know? and, and 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 not only that but that cardinal team they changed the format of the postseason Oof. so that that shit didn't happen again so now you have to play that one game wild card against another team so you're down your ace going into the second series who's rested and has everything set so it's not like it's going to happen again. Not in this format. If it happens again, it'll be a miracle. Blow it up, man. Trade everybody away. Resign the guys. Don't have you to trade everybody. Keep it. No, no, no. <laughs> Resign the guys you want back on the Cubs in the you know, right. next year. I mean, and why try not? Again. I mean, try but again. I could see you guys going like this, like trading for Scherzer and then signing him to the deal that nobody wants to give him, and just have aging Scherzer. <laughs> being a pain in the ass for you. Just, right, just being more and more annoying as he gets row. worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
She's so, a grumpy uh, old man now. <laughs> I, got, I got. I know it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday series that we're doing, so there won't be a lot of tailgating out there. You guys got the dome, so it doesn't matter if it rains. And it looks like it's going to because yeah. today, 77% chance of rain. There's not even a single like bit of sun in this little graphic I'm showing. High of 71, so not a good tailgating day today. Tomorrow's a little bit better, but still half the chance it's going to rain. Wednesday it's going to rain, um, and um, so I don't know. It's it, it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I don't think anybody is pretty much planning on tailgating too much. I know Crawley and I were going to go out there maybe and catch a game or two, but I ended up in California, which was actually totally unexpected. Otherwise, I would have announced I was going to be here, but this all kind of came together on Thursday night because my yeah, sister I got lives a, out here. I got a text Sunday morning yeah. and hung over like, hey, you want to come to the Dodgers game to see the Cubs play the play the Dodgers? I'm like, I'm here. I, I'd rather eat glass. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have loved to see you, but uh, I had a couple plans and I appreciate the invite. But getting to Dodger Stadium with a hangover. Without a hangover is bad enough as it is. Oh, um, you know, you don't want to sit and watch the sunset in your eyes like I did in the left field, oh uh, in, the, in the right field foul pole. As it, as it, you know, just everybody was, their retinas were scorched by the Californians. Eating the worst <laughs> stadium food around. Oh, you want to talk about a dump? I went to Diamondback Stadium. Oh, my God. What a dump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like a big shopping mall, you know, just like all indoors and big and ugly. Yeah. And, did, and and like, you know, the pool that they've got in the outfield. That's you the know, only like you, redeeming quality of it. And then I posted that on Instagram. They're like, that's a stadium with a pool. And I was like, yeah, it's just a bunch of kids sitting in the hot tub, not paying attention to the game. Trust me. It's pain, like, it pain. looks like a... Uh, hope Motel Six and the Swimming the rest pool. of the the rest of the fans are just praying that a ball gets hit into it because which, it might hit one of those kids. Which Yelich did, and the kids were in the hot tub. They didn't even realize it was in the pool. Nobody jumped in for it. <laughs> That's how little of a shit those fans give about the stadium, and they're just pumping AC into there at all times because it was literally like 113. So it just smells like the tubes of Chuck E. Cheese inside of there. It's oh, disgusting. God. It is disgusting. It's a disgusting well, it's, place. I was like, who lives here? This is a dump city. I don't want to be here. I can't wait to leave. And doesn't uh, that I actually left a day early because I hated it so much. Yeah. Doesn't that <laughs> dome open? Isn't it yeah, a, a retractable roof? Oh yeah. What the fuck were they? Th- they no. never open it. No. Like, why would you? They, no. they never open. It's not in a place. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It it's a desert, people. It is. So, what do these pitching matchups look like, Danny? What are these pitching well, matchups? We got, like? we got. Well, first of all, I want to point out that the Brewers. If you want to go, it's Miller High Life Monday, and you can get a six dollar terrace reserve seat. Uh, so it. So if you want to take advantage of that, go right ahead. Um, I don't know why you'd want to though. Uh, and we're I don't think that's a good. Full capacity good after speed. last weekend. So. Well, oh, congratulations! Go. There we are. It, uh, so, uh, Hendo's 10 and 4, 384, going against Freddie Peralta, 7 and 2, with, uh, 211 earn run average. Uh, Hendo, he went out there against Milwaukee a couple times and he pitched well. He's only given up two total runs and 10 Always hits in 12 innings. He pitched well against Milwaukee. The Brewers do not do well against Kyle Hendrick. Wong and Yelich have home runs. Um, is, is Wong hurt? Uh, right he now? came up lame on a little something. Uh, I think they took him just for precaution, but we'll have to see. I think it's game time, but he has not been put on the DL. Vogelback's hurt, though, right? 
Yeah, he blew out his hammy. He's going to be out for a while. So, uh, but uh, for the most part, Wong is the only one that does well. Yelich has a home run off of him. Did but- you, did, I got to ask, Wheelow, like, honestly, I know, like, you're beating the teams you're supposed to, but how in the hell did they not throw home when Dan Vogelbach is literally crawling with no hamstring and the Arizona guy's just watching him? Like, what? Because, it, because it's Marte. <laughs> Out the, the catcher outfield. was pissed. Yeah, dude. I was at that game. Everybody's screaming. I see him pull up limp. And, like, Vogelbach was just standing there like, oh, I'm out. Then he saw they weren't throwing the ball. Hopped on one leg. <laughs> the, literally the fattest guy in baseball. It's like, what are we doing here? And uh, uh, I don't know. I, all I could say is it's the Diamondbacks, and that's just what they do. I, I just people. felt like that that episode where Krusty the Clown bet everything on the Washington Generals to beat the Harlem Globetrotters. And he's like, look, they're spinning it on their fingers. Just take it. I'm like, why is he not? I'm screaming at the TV. Throw home. Yeah, it's, that was totally a little league move yeah. where, you know, just the kids in the outfield picking flowers and shit. No idea what's going on in the game. And then will, uh, yeah, he went down. So Keston is now our first baseman again, and he's been hitting well in that last series, given it is Colorado. But it's exciting if he gets going. That's a big. That's a big boost for us. So then you got uh, Peralta going out there. He's also faced Chicago, and he's even done better than Hendo has done. Um, he's given up three runs in fifteen innings, and uh, he struck out ten in one game, and eight in another, and seven in another one. So the only thing I could say is we've seen him, so maybe they do better next time. But so far, the Cubs collectively, with about 100 plate appearances, are batting 195 with a 592 OPS. Chris Bryant does have a home run, but he's only batting 231. Wilson sees him best. He's three for 10, but uh, they're mostly with, singles. With Peralta, he tends to walk guys a lot in the first, so you sh- we should be able to tell which version we're getting of him and usually – if you get some runs on them in the first, that will be all you get. So I think we'll know a lot about the game after uh, that first inning, my opinion. Well, it's like Rizzo's got a 333 OBP off of him with three walks, but he's 0 for 8. Mm. So it's rough. Uh, J- uh, Ian Happ can't see it at all. 0 for 9. So the numbers are not good. So I, what I'm saying is that you guys don't do well against Hendricks. Cubs don't do well against Peralta. So what's the final of this one? Is it 14 to 13 or like what are we yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be opposite, right? Uh, I'm going to go three to two Brewers. Very low scoring game. Is double no hitter. Scoring? Double no hitter. Clown ball. No earned run victory. I don't know which team. It doesn't fucking matter because it's not real, but that's what's going to happen. second scores with two wild pitches and (laughs) (laughs) in extra innings, and that's the end of the game. Yep. Um, This is is the one you guys got to get because I'm even more confident in the next two matchups than this one. So Yeah, well, uh, this is going to piss Crawley off a lot. Um, On game two, uh, the the promotions are coming back all over baseball, which I'm excited about because they're always stupid. And this one is nice, though, for season ticket holders. They get 25% off. I don't know if that's everything, but that's what it said. Now, don't you think the Cubs should do something like that for you, Crawley? Because, I mean, come on. You've been, you've been spending all this money in there. Like, at least on a Tuesday night, give you a little bit of a break on their $10 hot dog, and you get it for $7.50 or something. Like, isn't that fair? I'm not holding my breath. 
<laughs> I wouldn't either. We, we do a regular five county discount. Like if you're in the surrounding area of Milwaukee, you get like half off tickets on certain game days. Like they have a ton of promotions. Given yeah. our games aren't sold out every game, so you can go to gas to stations, you can go to subways, like you can go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. bring a um, can of co- the coupon on it. So, <laughs> Zach Davies, former Brewer, going out there. Our first matchup with yeah, our old he, uh, he our old not, youngster. He has not seen the Brewers yet this year. His that seems team. crazy. Didn't we yeah. play the Brewers twenty-seven times already this we year? Did. How did. did he not see them? I truly feel like you guys were not trying to break his confidence right out of the gate with a new team. It's hard enough being with you and then to lose to your former team, that could probably shake him. And I mean, he is what, 12 years old? So you got to really protect the kid. You really right. do. You do. And he, but he did face his former team, the Padres. I know he wasn't on the Padres for as long as he was on the Brewers, but he pitched really well. One hit, no runs. And then the last time he went out there, he gave up no runs against the Dodgers and no hits, although he did walk five. But he was absolute dog crap against Miami, where he gave up eight. <laughs> so we'll see what Zach we get. Um, and the Brewers obviously haven't seen him too much, except for Colton Wong, uh, who is doesn't do well. He's two for 17, but he's got a home run and a triple. And Yelich doesn't see him well, who probably saw him mostly when he was with uh, the Marlins, and he's uh, two for 11. But, uh, yeah, they they don't do well against them, the guys who have seen him. And um, so that's good for us, I guess. But, hey, the Brewers haven't seen him a lot. Then, of course, then you got Woodruff going out there. And we have seen Woodruff as well, and it also has not gone well. He's only given up one run. Uh, in three games <laughs> in which, yeah, in 19 total innings. So uh, it's just ugly um, uh, for us. I mean, yeah, he look, struck look at out. And against their, oh, sorry, go ahead. He I'm struck sorry. out 22. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. You want to say just, the one hit? The last, the yeah. last Arizona series, seven innings. What what is it? Uh, three hits, one one earned run, nine Ks. Nine Ks. So he's been really good. He did manage to lose to Colorado, where he gave up five. That was his worst start of the year. That happened on June seventeenth. A couple starts ago. So yeah, in Colorado. Yeah, that's easy to do there. So, and then uh, here's what the Cubs do against Woodruff. It's ugly. It's ugly. I'm not going <laughs> to sugarcoat it here. Uh, Jock Peterson does have two home runs off of him. So get excited, folks, because that he's going to lead off the game with a solo home run, and then that'll be it for the Chicago Cubs as the Cubs lose eight to one. Uh, no, it's uh, you know it's it's ugly. They're batting 156, 472 OPS. Hap's got a homer, but everybody is just terrible against him except for Jack Peterson. Rizzo's batting 150. Chris Bryant, two for 20. Two for 20. Rizzo, not much better. Three for 20. Um, yeah, it's ugly, guys. I don't know what to tell you. Javier Baez, one for 16. Oof. Bryant, though, has struck out half the times. 10 strikeouts in 20 at bats. I mean, woo. Take the under on the Cubs. Woo. <laughs> and then in game three, all right, so what do, what do you got for this game? Zach Davies comes out, former team, fire lit not under his butt, no hitter under his belt. I I'm, going four, I'm going uh, four to two Brewers. We get two. That's very optimistic for a Cubs fan because I don't think I would give us that much credit. <laughs> Who do we get them off of, like – some guy garbage time, a position player, or like what happened? You happens? go yard with the roof closed once. You'll get one off of Woody. 
uh, he, he is prone to a home run if you are going to score any runs. So I could see like a, a walk and a jack. We'll hit one of those awesome center field home runs that just go and hit a wall and then come back and might be the most boring fucking hit in all of baseball. And then (laughs) um, uh, game three, uh, Jake Day again. He's coming back around. He has faced Milwaukee. It went okay. You know, he gave up three (laughs) runs over five innings, and then he gave up one run over six innings, and that was good. He struck out eight against Milwaukee. Um, and then uh, the Brewers, they've seen him a heck of a lot, of a lot uh, and they don't do well, but I think this is mostly old Jake. Um, you know, Colton Wong's not good against him. Yelich is okay. He's got a dong. But the one thing I'll say is Jake's been giving up a lot of home runs lately, and Yelich is the only guy in 155 plate appearances to get a home run off of Jake. So, yeah. Uh, and then Corbin Burns is going out there for the Brewers. And, it, you know, when the Cubs have seen him, the one time it has not gone well at all. Um, they got no runs on two hits. Corbin went six and struck out ten in six. And the Cubs are just absolutely terrible against him. Uh, Javier Baez is one for 12. Anthony Rizzo is 0 for 9. Wilson Contreras is 1 for 6. The only guy that's good against him is Jason Hayward, really. He's, but it's not much. He's 3 for 7 with the, with the homers. Got a double. So, And after that, there's not much more to look at. Uh, Peterson's got a homer. I don't know. It's, it's, it's ugly. The Cubs' numbers against these pitchers are absolute, absolutely terrible. Um, the, one, the best thing, I think, in this game, Game 3, is it's a day game. And um, kids and seniors can do um, – well, it's basically seniors run the bases day. They, they run the warning track. It's called the senior, stroll. Exactly. <laughs> the senior <laughs> stroll is going to happen. So after the game, make sure you stick around to watch old people going around the, the warning track. And, yeah, I wonder is like do they make them like – clean up the stadium it's like the last game of the series like they- will, will they be will they be racing against Vogelback and who wins oh my god <laughs> will they be will, are they just gonna attach like swiffers to their walkers and just like make them walk around oh, walkers day? i mean yeah. they're they live in milwaukee they're overweight they're in rascal scooters rascal, more, yeah. of a, more, <laughs> of a, more of a drive around the stadium they're gonna parade. put that rake or that rake the field rake yeah. On the back of there, so that they could rake the, the, the warning track. <laughs> oh man! So, so there's your that, yeah. There's your series. You, you are seeing the three headed monster, and I think I mentioned on this podcast before. Like there, there's I think there's not a ton of talk going on about how good these three actually are, and it kind of reminds me of like Syndergaard and Degrom and uh, Matt Harvey. Remember back then, Harvey? Yeah, the Dark Knight. You're on the cover of every. Sports Illustrated, and there's just all this talk, this three-headed monster, the Mets, the Mets, the Mets. And I'm like, where is this for this first three-headed monster? And I, I don't know if they've been doing it for a long enough period of time, but I truly think it's going to be a storyline if they keep it up going forward. Most well, people I mean, they're still on the, De- the DeGrom story, so yeah, there's no true. room for anybody he, else. He's pitching so well. Like, even on our broadcast, they'll talk to Grom for two innings. I mean, there could be amazing. a national. There could be a national broadcast that's uh, Brewers versus Royals. Not that they'd ever put that on TV, but there could be that. <laughs> they could they could yeah. have that show going on, and they would still manage to bring uh, Trevor Bauer into the conversation oh, as well. You know? I mean, it's, 
It's going to be the Bucks versus uh, the Suns in the NBA Finals, and they'll probably find a way to talk about Degrom. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, let's let's get some uh, temperatures checked. Today we're going to talk about taking a rectal temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. I think the Cubs are about to take it rectally. <laughs> That's how it feels after. Can you play again? She looks a little too excited at the end. With that <laughs> I know, I know. Well, that's right. This is Eric's first time seeing this drop. Sure, I'll show it to you again. Today we're going to talk about taking a rectal temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. She looks demonically happy at the end. She was yes. excited. Yes. She lisps a little bit too much on that last Yes, you know what I mean. I like, think she's uh, getting re- a rectal thermometer as she's speaking. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, how's everybody feeling? I mean, weird. It's baseball. Weird things can happen, but I mean, it's. I mean, Cubs are Cubs are Cubs are limping in. I'll be honest. I mean, the only good thing about yesterday was that they saved the good bullpen arms to at least try to get, a, you know, there tonight you know, against Peralta. I don't know. Yeah, what, do you, what are your predictions? I think the Brewers take two or three here. Um, and even if we don't, I'm all right with that because we got the Pirates coming up next. So it's almost just hold and serve. That's what I would love out of this series. And, uh, you know, I almost kind of want you guys to win two or three just so you have to keep everybody on your team. And it just yeah. becomes, it just becomes purgatory. <laughs> that that two of three, I think, is exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I think the Cubs win two of three. Yeah. Hmm. Where, where are you, Crawley? Okay, so where am I feeling? After all of, that we've talked about, everything that has happened. Do you have any optimism for this series at all? I would say uh, the best way to put it. <laughs> oh, are we going to get dinged by YouTube for that? Uh, I'm going Milwaukee sweep. I, I just seeing what I saw, seeing Kershaw absolutely pants him last night. Seeing how they they what, I put the numbers up earlier, the record strikeouts. And, and I, I honestly, I, I, I am, I am, I, 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 I'm trying to find optimism. I can't. I, I, I looking at the, when you put those numbers up here, and every and, and every guy is batting roughly about point one eight two. Yeah. No, it's it, they they these all three of these guys have carved up the Cubs lineup before numerous times so it wasn't like we saw him one time and then we got back out there and managed to get five off of him no every single time we've been out there it's not gone well um so yeah i'm i'm kind of with you i'm having trouble finding optimism but i will say this if the cubs do get swept and then the season now seems really lost and like maybe even like end up in third place or something like that after this you know i i and then what would really be disheartening is if then the Cubs still don't do anything and they still don't sell off and they, they don't make a move to get younger or something and, or, and get somebody excited for the future. I mean, I think that they're really reluctant to do it because they know there'll be a little bit of a instant backlash against ownership to see their favorite players start. Like if they trade Kimbrell, you know, I think everybody now the white flag, any of these are white flag trades. The question is, who's going to be the first? 
Um, but that being said, I say Cubs sweep. Cubs sweep. They're right back in it. We do nothing. We we end up tied again because everybody's playing each other to even. Uh, you know, Cubs are going to end up playing like a, a one-game playoff at the end of this season in a three-way tie with, the, you know, probably the stupid Cardinals who managed to go on like a 17-game winning streak at some point <laughs> with some guy they're making in the basement of the arch right now. And well, um I'm hoping it's a one-game playoff between us and you and uh, our new our, uh, new old first baseman Ryan Braun wins it with a walk-off. Yeah, and and, <laughs> he's, and he's, taking, he's taking swings, Crawley. He's coming and, back. And then that is the final game in a Cubs uniform for Jake Arrieta, Anthony Rizzo, Javier Baez, Chris Bryant. Jock Peterson and Wilson Contreras, who gets traded the offseason. And then oh, that boy. is your worst case scenario, everybody. Uh, John Pickus's worst case scenario. Yeah. Oh, storyline Contreras. How many times does he get hit over under in this series? Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. 27 times, seven times per game, which is weird because it's like he he's going to swing at a few that hit him. So they're going to make him stay up there to get hit again. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. go and- with. I'm going to go with five. Five times. He, that, he, that Wilson gets hit. Oh, wow. No, I, I got to go under. I, 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 think, I think he gets hit once, and that's enough uh, because at, now he's going to storm the mound with the bat in hand, start swinging at people, and everybody gets suspended, especially him. <laughs> so, what? It is what if what there is a, a bench-clearing brawl? And one of your vaunted three-headed monsters never pitches another game for the Brewers. Oh, my God. I mean, I think that's the only way this season will get tanked. And I didn't mention it because <laughs> I don't want to put that energy out there. But it well, we is will. every time these guys pitch, I'm like, if one of them goes down, I mean, we still have two aces. But, um, <laughs> yeah, more than us. But, yeah, it I big, think, uh, breaking, big breaking news. The Cubs are going for it. The Cubs have added Tony Singrani to a minor league deal. He had ooh. been with the Lexington Legends. Ooh. Tony Singrani of the Cincinnati Reds fame. He a, a catcher, right? <laughs> no, like, no, he's, he's a pitcher. He was with the Reds, and then the Dodgers gave him a little shot. You oh. know, I, you know uh, in fact, let's look up Tony's numbers as long as we're, we're going to – Are we going to pitch lab Singrani and – get an inning out of him or something or or no he's gonna get a spot start and then they'll dfa his ass right out he was on st louis make him go seven (laughs) (laughs) um in a in a 12 run blowout just fucking keep pitching so this is one of those situations where tony singrani is wearing a cardinals hat he's a left-handed pitcher Uh, he's from um drum roll please He's from Evergreen, Illinois. So get ready for that story. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, and um, I don't know. Where's Evergreen? I've heard of Evergreen Park. But. It doesn't matter. Uh, people in Illinois tend to say they're from the Chicagoland area, regardless so, yeah. of where they live. Like East St. Louis. Yeah, Chicagoland area, you know. So Singrani's <laughs> wearing a Cardinals hat. In his picture, but he has never played a single game for the St. Louis Cardinals. He was with Cincinnati forever. They were really high on him when he came up in 2012. Uh, he was supposed to be the second coming. Injuries kind of derailed him, and then he didn't pitch well after that. So, uh, you know, he's been around for a while. His last stint was with the Dodgers uh, in the majors, and it looks like they were using him exclusively out of the pen, whereas he came up as a starter. So I don't think he's going to be a starter for us. 
So also uh, uh, breaking breaking news: Trevor Story is going to be in the home run derby, derby uh, and as such, uh, just ruining entirely all of his trade value. And now it's swing before uh, the trade market. Yeah, let's let's do that. So quick announcements. Um, happy birthday, John Vasquez. Vasky, it's your birthday today. I hope it's a good one. Longtime listener. Good friend of the show. And um, I'll be in Cincinnati on Friday night watching that game. Ooh. If it doesn't rain, looks like it's going to rain. And uh, so if you're going to be around, uh, I don't know, come say hi. I'll, I don't even know where I'm sitting. Somewhere in the upper deck. And then um, – uh, also, I wanted to say I might be there Sunday, too, but I'm not sure. That's the 4th of July, and I might be, uh, you know, with our good friends from the um, – uh, what's it called? The uh, uh, Nasty Boys, new Nasty yeah. Boys podcast, Billy DeVore, which, Eric, do you know – you guys are both stand-up uh, comedians. Do you know Billy DeVore? No, I started following them on Twitter, though, after you uh, talked about them on the last time I was on the show. Yeah, so. funny dude, and I'm hoping to catch because the man does like a man versus food kind of thing at the ballpark, where he'll like put a put like a, a La Rosa's pizza on top of a Cincinnati chili hot dog, and he'll eat that all together. He calls it like a uh, like a chili za or something like I don't know. The man's oh, out man. of his mind. There yeah. we go. So I'm hoping just to get some stuff of him like eating crazy things. And then um, somebody asked me, I forget who. Uh, about the Bleacher Bum Band shows into the rest of the season because there's only three left. You got 724, July 24th at G-Man Tavern after the game. That game's against the Diamondbacks, so hopefully we win. Then we got 821 against the Stinky Royals. Hopefully we can win that one, and then the Bleacher Bum plant, a Band plays. And then 925, September 25th against the Cardinals, and that will be our last show of the year. So get out to G-Man Tavern on either July 24th, August 21st, or September 25th. Um, anybody have uh, – I don't know. Eric, you got to go? I don't want to like keep you on as we pinch you off this episode unless you want to stick with us. Uh, I'll, I'll pinch you off. Uh, I'll be a little turned and get out of here. Um, but thank you guys <laughs> for having me. And uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll do some more uh, recaps and whatever as this series I'm goes on. I'm thinking Wednesday night. After the you know Wednesday night, you got to come back on and uh, gloat. Basically, I believe it's it's called gloating that you'll be doing after uh, this series where we get no hit three times in a row. Historically, well, striking out. Boy, that's a, I mean, could they make, make caps any sadder? You don't, you don't like, know Ooh. how happy that, that made me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Thanks for Ox, coming on, Eric. Oxford. Oxford. Yeah, oh, wait, on. no, I said it wrong. All right. Damn it. All right. Um, do, do we have any TFCs, these flexing cube fans that are out there? I don't. I failed on this one this week. I, I, I went with the simple one here. I went with um, take a look here. Cubs prospect Brian Smith says, I need to know the odds of Hayward, Sogard, and Jock all getting on against a lefty pitcher. Matt, Cubs Smurf said, 69. Nice. Perfect. That's all you need. Nice. <laughs> Very simple math. 
And uh, I also just uh, have uh, well, I kind of have two. One of them is is me because I'm still mad that they the Cubs wouldn't put my tie guy in a brick. But so I'm thinking like, yeah, and by the way, I have not gotten the refund yet back on my card. I have gotten two emails from the Cubs now saying congratulations on your purchase of a Cubs Wrigley brick. Make sure you check the final spelling of your thing, and then there's no link to link to click. I've gotten two of those emails from the Cubs. I have not gotten the money back. So basically, get your shit together, brick people. I don't know what your damn problem is. Um, I hate the Cubs for this. So I want to put try it again if I don't get the money back, and I'm going to put this on the, the Mai Tai guy brick. <laughs> the Cubs won't put Mai Tai guy on a brick. I think that I'll see if, if I could get that through. And then my final TFC is from – our good uh, friend, friend of the show, E.E. <laughs> <laughs> e. Cubbings. No, Michael Cotton gets my TFC this week. He has a picture of Kimbrel getting checked. It looks like the umpire is going down his pants looking for something uh, that maybe uh, Kimbrel shouldn't have that he's doctoring the ball with. And, uh, Michael, you did a great job uh, captioning this photo- photograph. Uh, you said, I mean – yeah, there's sticky stuff on it, but it ain't a foreign substance. <laughs> <laughs> I did enjoy that. That was very funny, dude. Um, so there's the show. I mean, it does not look good. I know it doesn't look good right now, people. Um, I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to trying to find some optimism here for us all, but I, I'm having trouble, as probably most of you guys are. I mean, Crawley, you sounded depressed starting the show. <laughs> Michael, you literally have a dumpster fire behind you. Um, <laughs> you know, I came all the way to California. This reminds me of when I went to uh, New York to Yankee Stadium in, in, in two April games, which uh, the Cubs, it was a rainout, and they ended up playing a doubleheader the next day. And I went to two baseball games, and they were not seven inning games, they were nine inning games in the freezing cold. And I watched the Cubs not score. Or maybe they scored one run. I don't know. But it, it was they lost both games. They didn't score at all. And that's what yesterday. We drove three hours, sat in traffic, so annoyed, you know, left plenty early, you think, to get to a baseball game three hours for the game. Didn't matter. Still end up showing up in the third inning. Go in there. It's already six. Like It felt that way. It felt that ugly and that terrible. And I'm just, I'm just hoping that, you know, the Cubs come and they treat this like a home game. You have some Cub fans up in there. The best you can hope for is, you know, maybe getting two of these, but it, I don't know if that's good. I, it's hard I, to say. I, 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 really I, I, I told everybody that June 31st was it. That's, that's the date that Jed had circled June 31st. And so we're sitting here today on the 28th. So you have three days to figure out if the season continues or if you start selling. Well, the crazy thing about that is there's no such thing as June 31st. Like the the, the date does not even exist as an actual. I made it up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's, there's July 31st is the trade June, uh, July 1st. So by July 1st, I said yeah. June was the month right at the end that you're watching there. Oh, man, I just wish. <laughs> I wish we could. I wish this was like 2015 when we didn't ex- because this is a team we didn't expect to be any good. And when we got to this point in the season, and they kind of had a shot, and they were actually playing well, like it was fun. Like I, I hate the fact that we have a what seems to be a pretty good team, pretty good, like 
right now. They're they're pretty good. They're three games out of first place. They're in first place until the fucking Dodgers kick their ass. They're a pretty good team. I wish we could enjoy it. I wish it would be more fun. You know, and it's just so frustrating to have all the other shit like for for them to go out there and keep getting like quite a few W's and they're over 500 and they're in this they're in the running for the division, all this stuff and yet everything else uh that has the Cubs logo on it is the dumpster fire behind me and it's so fucking frustrating. I'm I'm going to I'm going to leave you with one stat here. Um what what was the Cubs uh, did, or let me uh, ask you to guess because you don't have it in front of you. What was the Cubs' record on June twenty seventh? Today is June twenty eighth, so they haven't played a game yet. What was the their record on June twenty seventh in twenty fifteen? Any ideas? I am going to say it was how many 30... games over five hundred? Oh, how many games over five hundred? I think they were one game under five hundred. That's my right. guess. It was right at five hundred, close to five hundred. They were actually above 500. They were 39 and 34. They were oh, five games five over games. at that point, but they ended with 97 wins. So obviously they went on a huge tear later on that year. We remember how they started putting that together. They, uh, you know, had a bunch of winning streaks against San Francisco. Wouldn't that Milwaukee. be amazing if we were five games over and all we saw was just beauty coming in the distance, like down the road, like we just see it coming. Because they didn't do much. Did they make any big trades that year or do much to, to strengthen the team? They just it, 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 kept bringing up guys like Schwarber and fucking Contreras and, and whoever. No, Contreras the next year. But Schwarber and, and guys just kept coming up and just kept contributing to the team. And things just kept getting better. Things just started to gel. Over a 162-game yeah. season. And that's what I'm wondering if that can happen. I think that's our best-case scenario. But you still don't have the starters that you did in 2015. You're, you you got to remember that. It, it, you know, right. We a, don't have that John Lester, Arietta no. one, two. No, you don't have it. But but you do have other things, and you got some veteran know-how on the team. <laughs> and, and, Dan and Heron. At, at <laughs> that right, – how many games back – do you think the Cubs were on June 27th? Cause they were back. Oh, uh, God, probably, probably six because they were probably in third place. Yeah. They were behind Pittsburgh and St. Lou. Yeah. They were six ten games. and a half, 10 and a half games back wow. on June 27th. Uh, they were close to as far back as they would be for the whole year, which was 11 and a half was the most they were back. And um, they flirted with that a couple times through the series. Josh, they, they D, were, Josh D in the chat said he guessed six, and then he's like, oh, or nine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, that's where you are in 2015. It feels very different now, but here we are. We actually have a better team. They have 42 wins. They have three more wins. They are only three games back, not nine games back. Yet, somehow in 2015, it just all felt much better. <laughs> you know, it just did. <laughs> because looking, looking ahead, you knew brighter things were coming in the future. You saw what yeah. they had, and it was just starting. And now we're at the opposite end of this spectrum. And we, we yeah we we are. see the we see the darkness at the end of the tunnel. 
Yeah. I don't we think see that's the, the right. We see the, we see the cloud in the middle of that silver lining. Yeah. <laughs> right. The silver lining has yeah. actually been hurting our eyes for a while. We're staring directly into the cloud now. Yeah. And now I just got struck by lightning. So uh, that is a show. I think I might be losing internet here. So before it gets any worse, let's bagog out of here and uh, call it call it, call it a life, shall we? And I'll All see. Right. We'll see you Wednesday night. We'll see you Wednesday night. Yep. Spagog. Spagog. Who call? No way back. Ridley. Tradition, you don't have permission to be doing waste when you're supposed to be sitting bad or in the box. It's a Wrigley crime. Standing in order, not even one time. No more waving. Stop your cup snaking when the Cubs are on the field playing. Back in 84, they did it in San Diego. The Padres beat the Cubs and it was totally painful. Wrigley custom. So nobody does one. Want to watch the game without a stupid interruption. If this is a rule that you can't abide, there's another team for you down on the south side. No way back! No wave at Wrigley! No wave at Wrigley! No! No wave, wave at Wrigley! Wrigley! No! No wave, wave at Wrigley! Wrigley! No! No wave, wave at Wrigley! I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So... What makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.